What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, it's your boy Nick Shine in the building. We got Detroit Mail in the building. We got Wildcard Mar in the building. Episode one forty-eight IOW Sports. We are here. We are live, and I hope that everybody is having a fantastic Monday. And what's, what's the first time that you didn't call me the big homie? What was going on? And we're not friends no more. What? Jack, Mickey? Just call me Jack, by my oh, name. Jack, make you look skinny. Hey, hey, yo, 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 welcome everybody. IOW Sports. We got the big homie Nick Shine in the building. Detroit man, the man with the grandmaster plan in the building. And of course, Wild Card Mar IOW Sports episode 148. We in the building. How's everybody doing today? Everybody having a fantastic Monday? So far, so good. So far, so good. You ain't had to smack nobody today at work. Nah, it was kind of cool. Kind of cool today, Nick. I, I Nick, Nick, the, you ain't had to smack nobody the today. Ho- the pimp hand in my pocket. Not yet. Not yet. Today is young, man. What up, man? Look, they young. still young, right? They <laughs> <laughs> is still I've young. Been, I've been sitting the on pod. the hand to keep it warm, just in case. <laughs> keep it warm. Keep Breaking it warm. news. Hold up. Breaking news. I was about to say. I saw. Go ahead. I just got the alert. DeAndre Hopkins suspended for six games to start the season. Whoa! Uh, NFL performance enhancing performance drug enhancing policy. drug policy. That's oh. how he got that hail mary over four Buffalo. Oh. Now <laughs> <laughs> He's taking hymns. Um, when, when we get a little bit more details, we'll definitely dive a little bit deeper into that conversation does, does because Viagra count. Uh, it's performance enhancing. It's performance. <laughs> 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 I can't with you, dog. I see you just starting check, already. Just check no, hey, can we at least get the preliminaries out of the way? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you asking for yourself, motherfucking dog. Four p.m. Okay. seems to be the elite time for breaking news. Like how many times did we start a show? And Man. I'm like breaking news, and Lamar hasn't even gotten the preliminaries. Done. I ain't it got like none of it out. No, yeah, I came it, in look, the door, Captain. It, it, oh, sorry, go it ahead. happens all the time here on IOW Sports. We always tend to break news, but look, let's get the preliminaries out before something else breaking drops. So, y'all going over to the YouTube channel, IOW Sports Network, like, share, subscribe. Please hit that bell notification, let you know every time Ding. that we go live, drop a content or uh, pop up show. Wildcard one quick route rant, uh, money line with Nick Shine, whatever it is we do at IOW Sports. Hit that like, share, and uh, that bell. It'll let you know every time we drop something. Uh, definitely show us some love right there. Right. You can always follow us on the Instagram page. You see us scrolling on the bottom of your screen. Uh, go to Instagram at and IOW Sports. If you, and if you find, you can always follow me to my house. <laughs> His house. His house. <laughs> now, mine. I'm. I'm my DMs is, is dried up. I, I don't want no problems in my household. So go to his. I'm trying to keep it being dried up. Come uh, out of the house. Or go to Nick. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, can always follow us on Twitter as well, uh, at ILW Sports One. Um, definitely follow us and show us some love there. But most importantly, going over to the Facebook page, right, right. ILW Sports Network. You can definitely go there. Um, and this is more open for the public. It gives you a right, chance right. to drop a comment, drop a hot take to start a conversation. If you have a sports podcast, let the people know what kind of content you got. We love to collaborate, so mm-hmm, you know, don't mm-hmm. be scared to, to reach out. We'll, we'll, you know, hey, it's happened so many times. Uh, one of the three of right, us right. will end up on another podcast somewhere, and then next thing you know, we got a podcast family. Um, we emphasize being on the network. So if you got a small business or something like that, 
that's where the place you need to be to drop your content and let people know what you got. And most importantly, you see the cash app at the end on the bottom <laughs> of the screen. You see the see the hats that me and Detroit Mail are rocking. Drop $30 to that cash app. Give us an address and you will get the exclusive IOW caps shipped to your house. And you can rock some IOW for merch you. for you. <laughs> and as well, if you go to the Facebook page, um, top link that is pinned up there, um, there is a link to the rest of the merch. But look, let's get now that we got all that out the way. He had some breaking news, of course, with DeAndre Hopkins. We'll get to that in just a minute. But big weekend, big weekend for the NFL. Um, I, I I can admit to myself and that all three of our teams of IOW that we root for, the New York Jets, the Detroit Lions, and the Kansas City Chiefs, me personally, I thought all three of our teams hit home runs in the draft. But Let me add, let me add one more to that. Yeah, go ahead. One of our very, very, probably our most loyal viewer, Matthews, New York Giants, had a had a very good draft. They did. They did. They so did. They Matt's did. That's a big part of our show with this commentary and then right, very, right. very loyal viewer. I will add right. him to that list too. That is true. That that is my bad, Matt. You know, I I, it's I, right. it's all right. it's all right. I I don't I don't like your taste in basketball team, but you know you your team did did well in the draft. They did That's do well in the it's draft. The name. You don't support anything that has the word <laughs> <Nick> <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> But no, uh, our residential draft guru, the big homie Nick Sean, who was way better than Mel Kuyper, he's going to give us a breakdown. You got better hair. You get better hair. Yeah, yeah. He, he, better, 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 better face lettuce. Better face lettuce. <laughs> Definitely better face lettuce. I'm but easy no. on the eyes, man. I'm easy on the eyes. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Don't push it. Don't push what, it. What is this? Don't push it. Cat Monday. Hey, bro! No, 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 no! Don't throw me in there! No, don't throw me in there! Holiday! At three o'clock, I hopped on. I did one of my uh, proud New York Jets fans podcast. I just ended a couple minutes before the show started here, and I had a big reveal. For those okay. that know me, mm-hmm. know that I have not worn a Jets jersey. Since well, October like, hey. of 2010, <laughs> when Leon, my sister and her boyfriend at the time, came over for my birthday and gave me a Leon Washington jersey. They were playing at Oakland. And for those of you that know, it was the Mark Sanchez eating a hot dog on the sideline game. So <laughs> if you remember that game, an hour and 15 minutes after I put the jersey on, Leon Washington ruptures his leg and ankle in like 15 different places. Mm. I have not worn a Jets jersey since. This past November, my best friend and his family moved from New Jersey down to Florida. And he's a Raider fan. But before he left, he's like, here. He brought me over to the house one day. I was helping them move some stuff. He's like, this is for you. Hey, guess what, Matt? I- I'll slam the fakers my damn self. I don't need you to do it. <laughs> and debuting for the first time today. Since no way. Jets killed the draft. Is that a net? Is that a Namath? Oh, oh my God. Goodness. You know what we got here? Is that a Chad Pendleton, Jordan? <laughs> you know what this is called? This is called championship vibes. That's that what this a is. Test jersey? After? No, Vinny was 16. <laughs> Chad was 10. This is Joe Namath, baby. And it's the first time I'm wearing it. And I tell you right now, I am fucking giddy over the draft and what the Jets did. They had an awesome job. So without further ado, big homie Nick Sean, take it away. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, give me some of the teams 
we're not going to start with the positive because I think we got some of the teams covered. So give me some of the teams that you thought did a terrible job in the draft this weekend. New England. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my yes. God. New England. My first pick was disgusting. If you follow Ghetto Gronk on Instagram, which is where I get all of my offensive sports memes that I text message you guys, I get mm. them all from Ghetto Gronk. <laughs> follow Ghetto Gronk and Ghetto Gronk 2 on Instagram. And you went ham on the Patriots? He's got a video of Cole Strange, the guard that they took at number 29, getting blown up and knocked on his ass like six, seven times in the senior bowl, like mm. getting thrown to the ground like a rag doll. The video of Sean McVay and the GM laughing at the Patriot pick is the greatest thing I saw all weekend, <laughs> non-jet related. It was fantastic. <laughs> McVay, who looks drunk and high on cocaine, I might add. Like his eyes are bugging out of his head. He's like, Cole Strange, man, why did we watch film on this guy thinking he was going to be there at 104? It's the greatest <laughs> fucking legit, I'm drunk and high NFL up, comment I've ever seen in my entire life. It was fantastic. Uh, Damon King, what's up, brother? followed it up with, with taking a wide receiver, Thornton, who you could have had in round four also. Right. Like, right. I, I don't get it. I, I mean, I know the Patriots have drafted well in the mid-rounds, but the Patriots mm. have a lot of misses early in the year. They have a lot of misses. They got man. a lot of misses throughout the years. So I think the Patriots had a really bad draft uh, with the players that they took. I'm not going to shit on the teams that didn't have picks because somebody like the Rams, they've used their picks for good veterans. The mm. Dolphins used their picks for Tyreek Hill. Uh, but the Patriots are the team that stands out most to me. Yeah, of, me too. Of being the flop of, of the weekend. I, here, you could have traded right. down three more times and not <clears throat> Cole Strange. But mm-hmm. my thing too, though, Nick, at the time he was picking, there still was some great offensive linemen. On the board. On the board yeah. from schools. Way bigger than Chattanooga. Well, no, not not just not just on the board. They just had better players at the same position. Yeah, and I'm like, why are we picking him? Well, and here's my thing. Now, now, why are you, you saying? Late- wait, 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 wait. Why are you saying we for a Patriots pick? Are you are you transitioning? Oh no, 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 okay, no, 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 he should have. He should have been like so. You picking a seven round development player, fifth, fifth or sixth, whatever. He would have still been there. Someone you develop. Fourth, so fourth, you, fourth might still be too early. Right. And you <laughs> have Shaq Mason, who you voluntarily, ter- voluntarily traded to Tampa Bay to protect Tom Brady. You right. could have just kept Shaq Mason and been mm-hmm. better. If right. you're gonna move a guy, get better. Right. That didn't make they, any sense. And they gave more. They gave Shaq Mason away for nothing. They gave Shaq Mason away for like literally some crumpets and tea. Right. Like that's right. more breaking news. The Tyron Matthew to the Saints is official yeah. with three years, 33 million. The numbers just came out. Okay. He can have that. Just to speak on that real quick. When we bought when the Chiefs signed Tyron Matthew three years ago, it was three years, 42 million. And got us a Super Bowl in his first year of 2019. Mm-hmm. Went back 2020 in the second year. Uh la- excuse me, his last year, just went to um, another AFC championship game. Um, but in this past season, a lot of people don't remember this. I remember it because obviously I'm a Chiefs fan. He went on Twitter, him and Anthony Hitchens, 
with no surprise why both of them are no longer in Chiefs uniforms, had the audacity to say that Kansas City Chiefs fans are the most toxic fan base. Mm. And and believe me, that did not go over well. Uh, and, well, obviously, because neither one of them are both in Chiefs uniform no more, but uh, we didn't care that you helped brought us the Super Bowl. You, you sit on the fans. That, that, that front office remembered that. They didn't even really offer to Tyron Matthew. We signed Justin Reed for three years, $31 million, and he's 25. Younger, slightly bigger, so he's definitely going to tackle more. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you know, yes, I'm slightly throwing shade on Tyron Matthew for his tackling skills as safety, so slightly, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, he just got signed. He's been on the market for almost three months. There's right. a reason for that. So, you know, hey, God bless you, Tyron Matthew. You go back home to New Orleans. But, you know, you had your three years of success that you'll probably ever get in the NFL. So you're welcome. And thank you for what you did for one Super Bowl. But, you know, you priced yourself out of Kansas City. And, hey, good for you, brother. I mean, you got your three years, $31 million, But you could have had um, that same uh, money in Kansas City as you kept your mouth shut. But that's just me. We'll keep it moving. Sorry, ran I'm over. Sorry, did somebody play Justin Timberlake "Cry Me a River"? Because that's what it oh, no. sounds like right now. Oh no! Oh no! Trust, not crying. Because a hey, trust after and we said a, after show, free right? agency and draft after free agency and draft. <laughs> Had to get something off my chest. Yeah, say it with your chest. Get that clown off of our show. Uh, we said it a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think I said that Matthau was going to be a post-draft signing. And mm-hmm. literally, like the day after the draft ends, they're in full negotiation. So, yeah. I mean, that's where he is now, right? That that's, He's a very good player. He's a smart player. He brings a lot to the table. I think it's better than uh, Williams, the safety that they had and that they lost. Uh, I like I like Matthau's game. Uh, don't forget, man, I say it all the time. The Saints were 5-2 and two with Jameis Winston before he tore his knee. And I don't think it's very far off of them if Michael Thomas comes back. I say if because we cannot count on Michael Thomas to do anything but complain the last two years. And now you add Olave and you still mm-hmm. got Kamara and you replaced Armstead with um, Trevor Penning, a nasty tackle who's like like bodies people. He reminds me of Kyle Turley. Remember Kyle Turley? Yes. Mm-hmm. Threw the uh, Damian Robinson's helmet in the Jet game on Sunday Night Football. Oh yeah, I remember and Kyle Turley. He, he, he was a chief before he retired, so I remember Kyle Turley. It was Sunday Night Football because I was watching the Yankees lose Game Seven on the uh, to the Diamondbacks. I remember that. And, and Kyle Turley was throwing Damian Robinson's helmet on the screen right next to it at the bar I was at. So, but he's nasty. He's a finisher. He he gets his hands on you and he will drive you and slam you to the ground smile laugh they'll be the one having like the john randall like face paint on like with the Mm -hmm. warrior face paint that's the type of guy trevor penning is so you get winston back healthy that's that's a team that can compete for division here's my question real here's my question real quick nick here's my question real quick and me and you talked about this What's the deal with Michael Thomas, man? I, I look, I get that the, the Saints had they they did get some picks. They did help, you know, whoever's gonna be at quarterback, more than likely, in my opinion, is gonna be uh Jamison, right. uh Crab Legs. But Michael Thomas, something's gotta be done with this situation. Is he either gonna suit up or you gotta go packing? Something is is either one or the other. Because a, a guy that has an ankle injury for a year and a half, almost two years, I've never heard of it almost a two-year ankle injury. Never heard of it. 
first in my lifetime I've ever heard of. You ever heard of a two-year ankle injury? Not that. Uh, Nick, have you ever not, heard of a two-year ankle injury? Yeah, me, but not yeah. for somebody who's 25, <laughs> young, athletic, and in shape. Calling a wife. Like, I stub a toe. I'm, I'm on the DL for like three years at this point in life. Not if I'm young, athletic, and an athlete in the NFL in my mid-20s. No. This so, is a, wah, I lost two breeze. I can't get 140 catches without him. Wah, moment. That's and it, yes, it deserved a double wah. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, man, no. Um, but so, I, I think it's a good pickup for them. I think it's a team that that still has an upper end defense, and and I think it's a good move. You know, um, I, I I don't if I, I would pick them to win the division. I really would. I, I think Tampa Bay is going to implode this year. And it's not because of Brady declining. It's not because of. Arians not coaching and then Bull stepping in. I just think everybody has a small window mm-hmm. and they hit on that one year. But man, it's very, very kind. I think the Rams are even better than they were last year. Yeah. I, I think the Saints will be better. Uh, I don't think that Tampa is going to cakewalk to the division. Oh, no. No, no, no. They no, came no. down a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if the Rams don't end up. With the two seed, because I think the Rams, if the, if the Bucks, I'm sorry, don't end up with the two seed and they got to play the Rams before the conference finals, they're, they're not making it. All right. Um, let's, 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 that's looking ahead. We'll, we'll get to, yeah. Uh, so, so we got a couple of flop teams in, in New England, a couple of teams, of course, that didn't really have a lot of draft picks like um, the Rams in Miami, or, or, you know, they kind of trade away a lot of their picks that you get from veteran players. Um, let's, let's go to a shocking moments. Let's, what are some of the shocking moments of this draft? That you saw that happen, big homie Nick. The top story for me is Nicobe Dean falling as far as he did. Oh, yeah. And the reason that everyone was saying all weekend, I'm sure you know, you were all watching the same shows I did. Mm -hmm. Um, he has a shoulder thing, he declined surgery, but and his size being small, man, that fucking kid's a player. Like, I mean, they say you got to take the measurements. You got to take the measurements. You got to take the tests. You got to take some of that shit and throw it out the window. And you got to go back to the old eye test. And I don't right. think there's a single person in who's watched Nicobe Dean play football that says, "Oh, he's not a player." I'm shocked that he fell that far. Great, great pick by Philly. I feel like you right. had Jordan Davis in the middle, and now you got Nicobe Dean behind him with that speed. No one's getting to Nicobe Dean. <laughs> you got Jordan <laughs> Davis in front of him. So the fall of Nicobe Dean, uh, no one quarterback picket taken in the first two rounds. Yeah, I wasn't the only one that had Malik Willis going in the top 10. A lot of experts did. That was an absolute shock. Uh, I was shocked that um, Philadelphia, I'm not Philadelphia, Pittsburgh didn't pick him. Yeah, Talking about uh, uh, Malik Willis. Yeah, I thought Pittsburgh would pick him. Oh, where did Malik end up going? He went. Um, he went to. Um, God, where did Malik go, end up going, Nick? Uh, oh, Malik Willis. Uh, yeah. Where the fuck did he go? I'm Tennessee. One at Tennessee. 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 Yes, he did yes. go to Tennessee. To Tennessee. Oh, okay, so so let's. I like him in Tennessee though. Yeah, but let's talk about it real quick. Good young athletic like, quarterback who can say about Tannehill. Tannehill's athletic. Thank you. Well, because they just they just paid Tannehill. Uh, yeah, thanks, Matt. They just paid <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. Remember to 
you take Remember, him as a project. If you're not taking yeah. him in one or two, you're not taking him in three to start this year, or maybe no, 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 no. Oh no, no, you're, no, you're I, no, no. A quarterback that you can do what you did with Mariota in yeah. Tennessee. You that, can have a package for him to come in, change a pace. Tannenhill's a college wide receiver. You could put Tannenhill out wide. You know, mm-hmm. you can have Willis in the backfield. You can you can be creative with his athleticism and a strong arm. You can mm. run a play action with Henry, boot him, and then hit somebody deep downfield. Uh, but yeah, I, I I see a project. A here, 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 here's the thing I say though, Nick. Shoot, I think that the best thing for him to do is just to sit and learn for a year. I think if you try if not to, do, to, it's minimum yeah, a year. I'm saying, but if you try to do, they try to do with uh, um, Hill over in um. New Orleans. Um, what can I think his name? Tamo. T- yeah, Tamo. I think that's gonna. Ma- I think that's gonna stunt his growth. You know what I'm saying? I think he should sit and learn how to be a quarterback. Because you start him off with a bunch of gimmick stuff and wildcat and stuff like that, he's not really developing his quarterback. His quarterback chops. He's not getting those developed. I think he should sit at least for a year or two, but at least a year. And just learn how to be an NFL quarterback. You know, yeah. tighten up some of those those things that he needs to tighten up. Get those skills down, and then in the second year, if you want to use them, you know, about the trick plays and stuff like that, he kind of got his feet wet. He kind of understand how to be a quarterback. I think that helps him. Mm-hmm. I think that's if Tennessee, if Tennessee uses him right, he could be a great quarterback. I. I was shocked that with Tennessee is because you literally just gave Tanning Hill some money. And and I agree with both y'all takes. There's mm-hmm. no way that Malik Willis is going to be seeing the field and you know, barring injury or Hopefully. suspension this year or this mm-hmm. upcoming season. But my thing is is that to me, Malik Willis is, is is a person that you can bring in that you can possibly see two, three years down the line being your franchise quarterback. Right. If you develop him right. But my thing is, is you just paid Ryan Tannehill as if he is your franchise quarterback. And you didn't give you didn't you didn't change that at all. No, 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 no. Ryan Tannehill is the Titans franchise quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback. Let's be (laughs) frank about that. Let's be honest about this. All right. Let's be 100 numbers. His numbers. No, 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 no. I like I like I like Ryan Tannehill's numbers. But you, but we've seen it time and time again. Anytime that the Titans ride Derrick Henry to the playoffs, and then we know what the Titans are going to do in the playoffs. That each team that plays the Tennessee Titans forces the game on Ryan Tannehill's arm, and he doesn't deliver. So, let, in my let me opinion, add this, and, and this coincides with what you're saying. Yeah, is Ryan Tannehill an elite NFL franchise quarterback that transcends everywhere? Absolutely no. not. Okay. Is Ryan Tannenhill a very good fit for what Tennessee asks him to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the difference is they're paying him off of regular season ability and not postseason ability. Because if you're paying him off a postseason ability, you wouldn't extend him. You would go find someone else who can move the wind needle more in the postseason. And let's be real. Henry came back for that that game and and has sat and didn't play for months. Mm-hmm. So you Almost half the season. Derrick Henry get more. I think it was like week six or seven he went out. Yeah, like it was, week it was six, a ten seven week. or eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was game six or seven. I think they had an early bye because he was 10 weeks or 11 weeks the day that he played. Mm. So it was mid to late October when he went out. Uh, but with what they do and their plan and their scheme and their vision, he's their franchise quarterback. It doesn't right, mean he's right. a Agreed. Agreed. Right. I, I agree with that. So Agreed. You change one word in that sentence and it, it fits for them. Right, yeah. right. It doesn't transcend football. He's not that type of quarterback. Yeah, and, and I think we're all agreeance on that. My thing is, is just that if you're Tennessee, you you want Ryan Tannenhill. I, I'm not saying you you don't bring in competition, but when you bring in somebody like Malik Willis, who I think has a potential to catch up to that to that 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 style of offense that they do, which is similar to what they were doing in Liberty. You know, it, it's not a lot of pro style offenses. RPO, making sure you know how to read. And and pretty much, you know, have some mobility, mm-hmm. which Malik Willis does, which is right. I think Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis are a lot similar in play style than they are different. And so yeah. that's my thing is, is that if you're putting Malik Willis in that same system and he catches it and he I mean, especially preseason is going to be telling on how good his mental is about catching the, the scheme. So if he gets the scheme and he takes off. To me, it's almost like a, a, a Matt Flynn to uh, Seattle, and they draft Russell Wilson type of situation. I got to I got th- to put some thought prices into this, you know. Like, hey, I, I I know we didn't get this guy the money, but he's not outperforming the rookie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if, if if Malik Willis outperforms Ryan Tannehill, he, they got to have that conversation. But it's a good. It's, I, I it, think they're safe to, to see how fall Willis fell and see every team pass on him some multiple times i hear you kind of tells you what they think about this quarterback class and and it it goes to show that willis and other quarterbacks because pickett was the only one drafted in the first two rounds mm-hmm. it kind of tells you that they don't see a guy who can start from day one they see developmental quarterbacks in this draft and unless you were desperate like pittsburgh you weren't taking the quarterback early ah i'm glad i'm glad you went there nick because that's gonna be my next thing and they cause... took him out of desperation right Okay, and, and and that's what I'm asking you. So so, is is just because Pickett got picked before Willis? We're not saying that Pickett's better than Willis, are we? No, no. Okay, no, I'm just making sure. You never know. I mean, Mac Jones was the fifth quarterback taken last year, but went to a better situation. Why can't mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett be this year's Mac Jones? Right. A player who just has a very good team around him, but it's very lucky. good team around him. Falls <laughs> into the, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Is- you got good receivers. You got a good mm-hmm. young running back. You got an elite defense. Mm-hmm. Right. You, he's going to turn into um, Big Ben when Big Ben was young. He handed it to Bettis all the time, and they played run game and defense. And they mm-hmm. might win 13, 10 games, but mm-hmm. they're built to do that. They don't need to win 45, 38 like the Chiefs had to do last year. And I'm just mm-hmm. using you as an example as a team that can score a shit ton of points, but sometimes gave it up too. Mm-hmm. So it's not a dig. It's just a good comparison for the for the story. Uh, Matt just asked a question. I got to start over Trubisky. That's what I was about to ask. What do you do? You piss me determined. Yeah, Trubisky. it's a competition. It, to me, it's an open competition. I think Trubisky. I think is better than people give him credit for. I was going to say yeah, that man. he I took Matt Nagy's teams to the playoff twice. You took Trubisky off that team and put Andy Dalton in, and 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 they were horrific. Terrific. Hope he cut so it. I think Trubisky is very, very <laughs> underrated. I really do. 
<laughs> I no, really I, do. And I know he's been a punchline, but he's got a winning record with Matt I, fucking Nagy as his head coach. I, I think I think Mitchell Trubisky is the number one backup quarterback in NFL. Well, no, in Pittsburgh, he should be the number one option. I'm just saying what I mean by that is that he is he's a good quarterback, maybe not good to be a starter, elite quarterback, but I would love he's to have him. For Pittsburgh. Right. Well, I would love to have him on my roster as a backup. Yeah. And I would feel safe having him on my roster as a backup because my quarterback goes down for a couple of weeks. He'll at least keep me 500. Yes. So yes. I'm good with that. Yes. And, and I 100% agree with you. But if you're asking me right now, um, me personally, even though um, they had signed Trubisky before the uh, un, un, you know, unfortunate passing of Dwayne Haskins. Right. I, me personally. Let me ask you this, though. If you have Haskins, do you make that pick? See, that's my thing. And that was about to be my next point. Unfortunately, because no. of the unfortunate situation, I don't think yeah. they make the pick if Dwayne Haskins is still there. Because Dwayne Haskins, at the un, unfortunately, at the time of his death, was still, what, 23, 24? Mm. 24. Yeah. So you have him and Trubisky, two young quarterbacks who can battle it out. I think you can make the rest of your team better at that moment in the draft. If you Big have time. two proven – you have two veterans – who with what yeah. your scheme is going to be and what and they played in the league. Play. Look, and Kenny Pickett is not Trevor Lawrence. Zach oh no, that motherfucker is far from any of them. He's not even a Davis Mills at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm just saying that Kenny I mean, Pickett is saying, not a world changer. Got, Kenny Pickett is not a guy that you bring in quarterback. and you say he's playing above Haskins and 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 from day one. Yeah, right. Kenny Pickett is not a a pick and plug player. No fucking way. None of the quarterbacks in this class were. So if you have Haskins and Trubisky, I think you're as comfortable as the Steelers going into it this year. And then if that blows up in your face and that's catastrophic, next year you do something very un Pittsburgh like and you give up a ton of picks to move up because your team is built besides for quarterback. Mm -hmm. You might have the best roster in football outside of quarterback. Yeah, Matt says I think they they were going to get Penny Kick Kenny Pickett regardless. I I'm, I hear what you're saying, Matt, but but I if if Dwayne Haskins is alive and he's still on that roster, I I, I don't see. Yeah, but you still got Mason Rudolph. You can move Rudolph and bring in Pickett. Now you got no Pickett. no no. I wouldn't. Now you got look, Pickett, Trubisky, look, and Haskins. Still now you got you still got a better quarterback. Here's my thing, Mason Rudolph. Uh, Haskins and Trubisky are they franchise quarterbacks? Probably not, but you can't take away from the fact that they have NFL experience being in the game, being a starter for a franchise. Um, and with Kenny, David Pickett, Blau has, uh, yeah, but experience. I don't want him on the line. I hear what you're saying, but that experience means more than a guy that ain't done nothing in the league and, and already in the had experience. <laughs> He ran out the backfield. <laughs> he ran out the end zone. First of all, first of all, this is a Dan Orlovsky free show. Hey, all right, we will, will we will we will not we will not have anything Dan Orlovsky related on this show. All right, we just eliminate like, ESPN as a whole. Hey, look, you've played the Stephen Smith thing before. Hey, that proves a scumbag. Let's just eliminate all ESPN discussion. No, every no, Matt. Go, hey, 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 Matt. Hey, Matt. No way. No way. No way. There's no way I get rid of Haskell and or Rudolph to, to bring in Kenny Pickett. I, I can't I can't take a guy that <laughs> first of all that was that's part of a weak draft class in quarterbacks and replace a guy that does have NFL experience, whether it's good or bad, 
you know, because most of those quarterbacks they that were in Pittsburgh, they've had an experience. Mason, are they? Bro. I, I, I get what you're saying. Haskins, I I, I flow with that. All. I can hear. You. I, I flow with that. I get what you're saying, you but what I'm saying, but I'm saying Mason, like Rudolph. But when you're talking about a quarterback room, you can't beat you experience. Got two last names. I get what you're saying, but you're talking about a quarterback room. Had it been Mason Rudolph, Haskins, and Trubisky, all veterans. You bring in a rookie that ain't done nothing and, and possibly shouldn't even be there. I mean, there, there's Agreed. nothing about there's Come nothing on. about there's there's nothing about Kenny Pickett that says he's going to make it in the NFL. I thought that was an obvious reach to go at twenty to go get him. He there's no way that you you take a, a though, you take a pick at twenty that's you that's still in the middle of cream of the crop talent in the draft and use it on a Kenny Pickett. You could have got him third round. Hell, fourth round, but to use it in the first round, it was an obvious reach. <laughs> At this point, I don't know which one was the more obvious reach, the Patriots or the Steelers and what they did. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I mean, that, that's just how I feel about the situation. Yeah, but Sam's going to be pissed, man. You're right. I can summarize everything you said in one sentence. If you have Haskins, Rudolph, and Trubisky, Pickett adds to the confusion. He doesn't clarify it. He's not mm. that type of player. You're not taking – this is the guy we're – you're not taking – Andrew Luck, you're not taking Trevor Lawrence, you're not taking Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Mac Jones, or Davis Mills. If Pickett <laughs> was in last year's draft, and I'm doing this as a dig, if Pickett was in last year's draft, he wouldn't have been in the top six. Oh. That's where he was rating-wise. So this pick does scream a little bit desperation. This pick mm-hmm. does scream a little bit of awfulness. That's like, a delay on that thing. Based on the other quarterbacks, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. Can't I'm actually it. surprised that, that that's why I do not trust. And the best example of this, <laughs> Jermel Thomas. <laughs> Sorry, let me get out my whole government name. What and, you doing? And, and Lamar Wallace. <laughs> hey, Two first names, bro. Definitely. No hey, uh, I was actually surprised that Desmond Ritter went before Malik Willis. I'm not. I fucking love this comment. <laughs> Good job, Kofi. You're not surprised by that? No, I'm not. I think here's my thing. When you look at Desmond Ritter, uh, all the quarterbacks, he looked more NFL ready than most of them. Mm. Size, skill wise, you know decision making. That's fair. You know, he yeah. looked more NFL ready than than most of them. That's fair. So Malik Willis had questions in his ability as a quarterback. You know, he had natural talent and athleticism, but he still had some you know, things he needed to work on as far as his skill-wise as a quarterback. Kofi's stupid, dog. <laughs> 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 he says they will link uh, to pick it early on in the season. Well, I've seen, seen, together with I've seen astronauts have shorter <laughs> rides than Ben did on his final one. That shit last year. <laughs> 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 oh my god stories. he's been in space for four years and finally returns home that was big ben's last ride that shit started in like 2017 what is last ride of rape oh my gosh sir uh, sir wait, allegedly um, uh, let, yeah let's uh, let's keep wow. it no <laughs> wow wow <laughs> all right so uh, we, yeah, yeah. So I'm with you on that shocking moment of N'Kobe Dean uh, dropping far. I'm actually another shock moment for me. What's that? Was the fact that Jermaine uh, Jermaine Johnson uh, got passed up a few times 
and Actually, uh, hold on. but wait a minute. No, no, really. But you, but you look at how the draft went. Yeah, we go discuss one other team before we go get ahead, into ahead, Go ahead, go ahead, The Baltimore Ravens, aside from trading Hollywood Brown, mm-hmm. fucking annihilated this draft. If I can't pick the Jets for the team that had the best draft, I'm picking the Ravens. Mm-hmm. For months, we heard that there's two generational talents at their position, Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Lindenbaum. They got both mm-hmm. of them. Right. They then take a first round talent, David Ojabu from Michigan. Mm-hmm. They fucking killed that. Hold on. I got their picks up here. I wanted to go through them all. And you know what? Kudos to the Titans because we were talking about it. I didn't get to get it in. They traded AJ Brown, who wanted, and he got four years, 100 million. And they immediately took Traylon Burks, a six foot three physical, big, broad, take it to the house type of wide receiver. Right. Who, uh, to fill it in. And I think that's going to be the trend that you see now in the NFL. With not the money wide receivers want, I think you're going to play them for three years. You're going to and develop trade them. them. You're and going trade to them. trade them and dump them off, and you're going to reload because the athletic ability and the talent of wide receivers coming into the league right now, right? I think you're going to see teams saying we'd rather have that than $75 million over three years with that guy or more. Will you, will, you, will you think about it? Every year – what position is going to be some of the deepest in, in, in the NFL draft every year? It's going to be pass rush, pass protection, and pass receiving. Those three yeah. positions right there are going to be of premium every year because yeah. you're going to have the depth in that classes every year. Yeah, plus you can get – you usually can get, especially when it comes to receivers from smaller schools that still – can still produce, ball, yeah. That still can produce. Bro, you can get a you can get a right receiver in the sixth round, and he can. I bet you he'll make the roster on your team, mm-hmm. and maybe in if especially he, in certain good situations. If he doesn't start that immediately that year, he'll be starting within two to three years. Right. So you can get a wide receiver just about anywhere in this in the draft. You know what I'm saying? So uh, no, 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 uh, Nick, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. I agree with that trend. Um, so pretty much, if you're a wide receiver, um, hope hope you get. Uh, I'm uh, laughing at Kofi. I mean, you 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 can cash in at some point in time, but you're not staying with the original team that drafted you. No. Uh, you look at the other Ravens picks: Travis Jones, a monster yeah. defensive tackle to plug in the middle. Uh, you look at Daniel Falele, the biggest guy in the NFL. He's six eight, three eighty six. He's a tackle Jeez. from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold up. What what is this match means again? Daniel Falele from Minnesota is 6'8", 386. God, he was man. rumored to be 6'10", but then when he got to the combine, he was like 6'8", and three quarters. That's a big motherfucker, though. Yeah. yeah. He plays tackle? Yeah, offensive tackle. Oh, oh, hey, you know, what they're going, you, you know what they're going to do with him. They're going to put him at right tackle first, and if Stanley goes down for the third year in a row of a season and an injury, they're going to move him right over to left, and eventually that's going to be Ron, uh, Ronnie Stanley's exit out of Baltimore. Yeah, because you you didn't have two season ended injuries back to back after you got paid, you know we not gonna keep paying you all this guaranteed money. You can't yeah. stay on the field. Right, right. You're right. Uh, the fourth round they got Jalen Armour Davis, cornerback from Alabama, so a guy mm-hmm. who's played in big games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got tight end from Iowa State, Charlie Kolar, mm. very very underrated tight end. They got uh, punt god Jordan Stout, the punter from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Wait, we drafting they- punters. What are we they, going took him in the fourth round, uh, they took him in the fourth round. 
Uh, they also took players. another tight end. Since you have no receivers and you traded away Hollywood Brown, you're going to have to run mm-hmm. the ball and throw it to your tight ends all the time. They drafted mm-hmm. a second tight end, Isaiah Likely, from Coastal Carolina. Right. Not a very good blocker, but a more athletic receiver. Mm-hmm. Can line up on the outside and be a nice mismatch. Uh, but between Hamilton, Linderbaum, and Ojabu at number 45, you're getting a guy who was talked about in the top 15 at number 45. Like for mm-hmm. Baltimore – him rupturing his Achilles was a blessing to you guys. Right. I know you traded away um, Hollywood Brown, but I, I think that the Ravens built with Linderbaum's nastiness, with Travis Jones's nastiness, with Ojabu coming off the edge, with Hamilton on the back end. You, you, you saw a team that said, all right, we might not be able to compete offensively with these teams, but we're going to play some fucking nasty type of football. We're going to be able to play uh, the 2000 Raven defense. Yeah. They're going to be able to beat the crap out of you and, and make you play a game you don't want to play. Yeah. So I think the Jets and the and the, and the Ravens are two teams. And it's like the AD of football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, right? hey, 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 Nick, be on it, man. Nick's on it when it comes to draft. That's what we always defer to him when it comes. Uh, oh, no. Keenan and uh, Ronnie Staley is Anthony Davis of football. With the season-ending injury after yeah. season. Uh, oh, yeah. I think you meant Anthony Davis, not yeah. athletic no, I, no I, I just got it. I just got it. I'm a little slow. You know, that, that man want to do something to me, bro. That man want to do something to me. But, no, um, uh, you were about to say something, uh, big homie. Um, I, we're not going to comment on um, on um, the comment about Randy Moss. Technically, I can't say – Dad about him because of Marshall because he originally went to Florida State. (laughs) Kind of came out of a big school. Yeah, you know, compare that. But anyway, um, I agree with what Nick said about Baltimore. They 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 did pretty good in the draft. You know, David Ajabu, great pick. I I kind of want the Lions to get him. You know, but hey, you know they they did pretty good. I don't like. I didn't like at first. They got rid of Hollywood Brown. I was like, damn, you don't get rid of Hollywood Brown like that. You don't have nobody to throw it to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, they did pretty good in the draft. So, and the season hasn't started. They still could pick up somebody in free agent. What did Kofi say? He's stupid. He said, Punish should go first round. Hollywood got to go. His name <laughs> makes me think he thinks he's better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you wild, Kofi. Shout out to Kofi and the good brother Bo. Y'all going to make sure y'all check out Dirty Hills podcast, All one right. of the great great wrestling podcast that is out there going over to the youtube page make sure y'all show them some love and support for sure all right um but no go ahead no hey, hey uh, look let's throw it to uh to mel's team they had the number two pick in the draft let's let's throw it there hey hey mel you seemed a little upset when we was doing the when we was doing a live draft that they went and got jmo at first i was like come on bro what you doing you know you gonna trade away the 32nd the 34th 34. and the 66. But you that's swapped 66 well, I mean, to 46, so you move well, up 20 spots. I thought I kind of realized that afterwards. You know, at okay. first I was like, dang, come on. Because really the 12th pick was a 32nd pick. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. So they just they just picked just earlier. Just moved it up. Just moved it up. So it wasn't that bad. And then they, um, Not at all. When you look at the receivers and the run on receivers, Olave went 11 when the right. Saints moved up. And instantly, Detroit was like, "We gotta fucking go, and we gotta fucking mm-hmm. go now." Right? Because yeah. if he don't, he'd have been gone. Great long-term pick. 
Right. Yes. Yes. Brown, yes. who showed flashes of greatness last year, mm-hmm. and you have Jamison Williams, who exudes greatness. So right. now, if Goff is not your answer long term, and you bring in another quarterback next year, you have two very good weapons coming in to help him along his way. I right. think he is. You know how much I love Jamison Williams. I wanted him at ten with mm-hmm. the injury. I don't give a shit because you're not yeah. drafting him for September. You're drafting him for the next decade. I think right. that is an absolute great ballsy move by the Lions. That could be a franchise-changing moment for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Brad Holmes is your GM. Yeah. To Hutchinson, you're taking right. two hey, of the top twelve. Hey, guys. bravo, Brad Holmes, man. And if Jamison Williams is healthy. Jamison Williams is the top five player in this draft. I oh, without said a doubt. Once, if he's healthy. The Jets have to debate him at four because I see his impact when he does hit the field for a mm. rookie being Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Beckham. Hey, Nick. Hey, OBJ Nick. OBJ missed his first four games as a rookie and came in and lit the league up. Hey, Nick, right. let's be honest about Jamison Williams. He doesn't get hurt against Georgia in a national championship game. Georgia does not win that national championship game. I'm sorry. I don't know about that. No, 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 no. That. Georgia couldn't do nothing with James. I will say in the this: national championship game. The bro. game would have been very. The different. game would have been. Don't forget, they already lost Mechie in November, and now right. you're losing Williams. So it's it's a double-edged sword. If you have Mechie and Williams, that could be a different game. But the defensive pressure that Georgia applied was insane. Oh, yeah, it, it, it was, but, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, can't apply that but, pressure if you have Mechie and Williams, you got to drop back and cover that more. So domino effect. The game would have been completely different. I think it's a different game because you you look at that game. You look at that national championship game before even even the injury that uh, Jamison had the injury on. He was behind the coverage. He was he yeah, was. Well, well, I guess he well, he, 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 bro, he, he was going. Bro, he was he, like he was toasted. Blowing George out. I'm not saying that. I'm not you know saying that they so were. Saying, but, but, but what I'm saying uh, is that Jamison Williams was torching that oh, secondary. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, mean, I like this comment so much. I want to be the one to put it up on screen. Ahead, and read right, it. Sir. How trash you got to be to be the last pick, pick of the last round. round. Coach is like, who's okay. left? Fuck it. Give me the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit, Coach. <laughs> you got to remember, though, there are more players not drafted than drafted. Each right. team, yeah, I think, gets 10 undrafted free agents. So that's mm-hmm. 320 guys there. Then you get non-roster invitees to rookie mini camps. You get another right. seven guys there. So there's so the draft used to you be. Yeah, go back and cut all twelve off. rounds. Mm-hmm. When they had less teams, it was twelve rounds. They've cut it down to seven the last 30, 35 years. Right. Yeah, so and that's when you get that's when you get a lot of your undrafted now than than drafted. But I mean, you you look at the rest of what Detroit did. You get Hutchinson at two. Yeah. Which. I know I was hoping for him to fall, mm-hmm. but I knew in my mind the entire time he wasn't getting past Detroit. But you hope rumors mm-hmm. happen and you hope that there's there's actual credibility to them. Right. You add Jameson Williams and non-injury talent-wise, you added two of the top five players in the draft. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I, li- I like um I you like the Pascal from Kentucky. I like in that round pick. two with that mm-hmm. trade up. You added two edge rushers, which tells you the type of football Dan Campbell wants to play. Smash. Then you still gotta look at and still got uh let's still pick up uh, McNeil from last year. Mm-hmm. That's your interior rush. Yeah. They don't, you know, then if Levi develops, then Aquawar, both Aquawars, if they they develop, you yeah. got a nasty defensive front line. Yeah. So I, I kind of yeah. like that. Uh, you had ahead, a man. very good safety 
with Kirby yeah. Joseph from Kirby Illinois. Joseph, right? Then uh, now, now you got to think about too. Um, Akuda was picked by um, Patricia, right? Mm-hmm. That was his first was, pick, I believe. Right, he coached. He was coached by Patricia. Now you have a better coaching staff that may be able to train Akuda. To be a better player. To be a better either corner or move to a free safety position. Mm-hmm. You guys uh, traded Okuda to the Bears. <laughs> when? I'm fucking with you. I, just, I, say, when? I, ain't I, seen I that thought I'd get a better reaction out of you. <laughs> like, saying that, that you traded him to the <laughs> division rival. I'm, like, I'm always looking at my uh, I know, I know. Hey, you was about to spook the man, dog. She was like, what? I've been mad because I've been like, I wish we could trade him doing the... You gotta be quiet. Let me just sell this shit, man. Your laugh is what fucking gave it away. Like I kept straight face. I had to look down for like 30 seconds before saying it. Before I was ready to... so, hey, hey, at least we know your poker face is on it, bro. I hear huh? <laughs> Hey, at least we know your poker face is A1. It's just yeah, mine, mine's just terrible, bro. Mine's just terrible. Yeah, right. My poker face. You're always high and laughing, though, man. <laughs> Lamar can have a two and a seven and be like sitting there giggling, or he could have two aces with two aces on the board and he's still sitting there giggling, laughing. You can't read him either because it's constant laughing. Uh, no, no, I thought y'all y'all did well, bro. Tight end James Mitchell from Virginia. Number two tight end. Yeah. So it's a nice backup to Hawkinson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Late in the draft, you attack defense again. You went Malcolm Rodriguez, a linebacker from Ohio State. You took Mm -hmm. a third edge, James Houston from Jackson State, one of Deion Sanders' boys. I Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be the sleeper. He's going to be the nice one. I think he's going to be a sleeper, man. Yeah. Look. Shout out to Deion Sanders. Look, real talk. And and this needs, and I was glad that we had some HBCU players and not just Jackson State. We had all, because I think we grabbed one from, savannah state or something mm-hmm. like that but um here's my thing especially when you're coming from jackson state Deion sanders nfl <laughs> nfl hall of famer well known mm-hmm. he's gonna have he's surrounded all those kids at jackson state around people that and, have played and, in the nfl or and, coached in the nfl and, well, uh he came from florida state oh yeah he so you know so, he, so he, he, got, he, got, he got so talent. he has he has talent he came yeah. from a uh, a big a D1 school, school, a D one school yeah. coming into Jackson State. Yeah. So it's not like he just came straight to Jackson State. You know, people are like, well, they came to that small school. He came from Florida State. Yeah. Play with that competition. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think that's why I think he's gonna be a sleeper. Uh, uh, uh when it comes to the Lions and they picks, I think he's gonna be the one that that you're gonna look up and say, "Wow, that was a great." Pick. Look, look, I'm gonna say this: if you want to be a good team and you want to start making playoffs. You yeah. gotta find those guys. You can't right. just have first and second rounders contribute. You gotta mm-hmm. find mid to late round guys that surprise. And with the HBCUs, with the quality of coaching and the mm-hmm. names that you're getting in that conference now, right? It's gonna raise the talent level because you're mm-hmm. bringing credible coaches with ties to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Dion, it's Hugh Jackson, it's Eddie George, right? Right. Those yeah. are the big names in the conference. If if I'm mm-hmm. missing any, let me know. Um, but now athletes are going to view the schools. I don't want to say a credible school because that that's a bad word. It's it's more of an NFL launching pad. That that that's the right. that's a better term mm-hmm. to use. Now that you have guys with NFL ties and can make those phone calls, and they'll take the call from Dion, they'll take the call right. from Hugh, they'll take the call from Eddie George. Because it's different. The NFL it's... scouts will see that, all right, these guys are being coached and prepped as NFL players. 
And this is just year one. Mm-hmm. Right, but look at more. Speak what you say. Let's speak what you say. Blocks of the conference. Speaking of what you're saying too, you gotta look at it like this. If I'm John John Williamson, I'm known locally maybe in, in Tennessee. They might know me, but, I'm, but if I'm John Williamson, I'm driving to Texas or Michigan or Florida. Like, who are you? But if I'm Di Sanders, they gonna drive. They you know what I'm saying? I'm known mm-hmm. in all fifty states if mm-hmm. I'm into sports. So now it's a different it's a different conversation when Dion's sitting on your couch versus like John Brown. You like, yeah, I never really heard of you though. So it's a lot of uncertainty. So I, I think that's, you right that's now, that Eddie George jersey with the Titans mm-hmm. transcended what team you rooted for. People <laughs> loved Not Eddie Hugh Jackson. <laughs> People right. bought the Eddie George jersey for the fit. Right. You know, Eddie George was a guy like, yo, I could rock that jersey. Everyone respects Eddie George. <laughs> I'll say Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackson, no. bro. <laughs> no, Wolverine is not coaching. No. <laughs> Logan is not coaching. <laughs> wow. Right. So, so yeah, I think it's a very good thing for, for that conference and then for the players choosing that right. conference that this right. can now be and, and let's be real, for, for the last 20, 30 years, I, name someone who came out of there. Out of HBCUs or out of Jackson State? Yeah, at HBCUs. Like, uh, it's, it's not like it, and I'm, I'm not shitting on the conference. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing a comparative from teams, SEC, the major conferences. To mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very mm-hmm. few and very far between who get drafted and even yeah. less who become a household name. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. We That's get what you're saying, right? It, no, it no, no. It's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I, but I think now, what it is is a lot of people got to realize the history of it, though. Absolutely. People got to realize the history of college football. College football, all the talent was at the HBCUs, mm-hmm. and and wasn't until like coaches like Bear Bryant and and other uh, top uh, coaching. Uh, uh, heads finally got out of here, you know, the bigotry and was like, Hey, I got to keep up with the times. That's where the talent is, is the pool is at because people got to remember Jerry Rice, one of the, the, the GOAT at wide receiver, went to Mississippi Valley State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter Payton, one of the GOAT at the times, a running back, he went to HBCU. I think it was Jackson State or, or um, I can't remember what yeah, Bruce H- Smith. Yeah, Bruce. And then the last uh, 20, Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan. Uh, are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. You're absolutely right because once once people got out of their own way that were coaches, pretty much they, they was like, you know, if I want to keep my job, you know, I can put up with, with them. <laughs> that's let's be honest. That's yeah. how the conversation went. I can put a nigga on my team. Go ahead and say <laughs> no, I'm saying that's no, how the no, conversation that's went. How I went. No, this no, I went. We, 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 you hey, know, this is how, it gotta be real. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I'm just, I'm just being. I real. don't want my lips moving <laughs> as that word hits the airwaves because I don't want anybody saying with no confusion, <laughs> no confusion. <laughs> no, that was that was males who said that wasn't it. No, and, 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 I don't and, want my lips moving as that word gets <laughs> because somebody could be working and then they look up and they see me talking after hearing that word and it's like, oh, this motherfucker went too far. Yes, yeah. Alcorn yeah, State is an HBCU. HBCU, right? And so McNair went to Alcorn State. State. Guy from the '60s and he's talking like he's a white guy from the '60s. <laughs> 
hey, that color guy. But like, but, but no, it, why it do you also, think that Joe Namath threw to Don Maynard all the time? <laughs> in, in, all, in all seriousness, uh-huh. like it really wasn't until um, um, the 60s and 70s when they finally started plucking the talent from the HBCUs mm-hmm. and pretty much you start putting on this front that, hey, you got to go to these D1 schools because this is your best chance to get to the NFL. Right. The perception was there. The media helps play in it. But the truth is talent will get found anywhere, yeah. period. If you got if you, you can play, they will find exceptional you. talent, with exceptional you. talent. You're right. Hey, you, yeah. You, the, the diamonds in the rough. Yeah. Won't necessarily get found as much in the smaller schools or the HBCU schools then. Yeah, now no, maybe. Yeah. But then it wasn't. No, you're right. It's those exceptional talents. Because you look at team, you look at like your Texas, your Alabamas, your Michigans. Speaking of Texas, they uh, didn't even have that one guy drafted this year. Right, right. That's that's right, that's right. a rare. But if you look at those schools, people will be more willing to take a dime out of rough out of those schools than they will back in these smaller schools now. Back then, now I think it is different because of the Dion's and the AD George and yeah, yeah. Jackson and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that Here's definitely helps. Credibility come to the conference on the coaching staff, so it takes a time. It takes just like I'll, I'll use the NFL, an NFL mm-hmm. team, and compare it to HBCUs. Okay, look at a team like the Jets or the mm-hmm. Lions, for example, because mm-hmm. I say we're on the same path. Mm-hmm. It the culture can't change in one night. Mm-hmm. It takes repetition. It takes doing the same thing year after right, year, right, bringing right, the same right, right. people to change a culture for a team. Mm-hmm. Now you're changing the culture for a conference. So right. it's a lot of more moving pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you're seeing credibility go there to the conference again, which which mm-hmm. for a very long time, right, in terms of producing mm-hmm. NFL type of talent. Uh, <laughs> Coffee and trophy. I think it's very, very good for the conference. I think it's good for the kids. Um, I think I'm not a young black man, as everyone can obviously tell, but you're not a young, young period. Man, <laughs> I hide it. I hide it. I, I change the lighting in the room a little bit to, to mask it. But if you're a young black man and you're down right. in the South or anywhere else, right. you can relate more to an HBCU coach mm-hmm. school than you can Texas, Michigan, Alabama. Right. So right. mm-hmm. I know everyone has NFL aspirations, and now that mm-hmm. you have coaches in place that are NFL quality names, mm-hmm. you're going to see the narrative start to change. Right, and you're going right. to see the kid from the suburbs in Louisiana mm-hmm. who might not have a neighbor. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Complimented the giant leading the Giants from our draft review. Damn it, man. We're the same fucking age, so he gets away with that comment. <laughs> but I think overall you're going to see as players start to get drafted, you're going to mm-hmm. see the culture of the conference change, and you're going right. to see more. Hey, Nick, let's take it a step further. Let's take it Nick, let's take it a step further. Wait, I'm only being complimentary to black people. How far do you? No, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Damn, bro. That's how I start. That's how I start. No, no. I was saying. I was saying we got to take it a step further. Is because at some point, these HBCUs will not just be geared for just your young black men. There will be a point in time. There will be a point in time. 
that because Deion Sanders, who is looking for the best talent, yes, he will go and grab your guy from Iowa that's going to be your left tackle mm-hmm. for yeah. four years at a school. Yeah. Or Wisconsin. Or Wisconsin or something like that. Steaky in three hundred five pound monster who's debating Iowa or Wisconsin. And yeah. And it, it, it's, it's good for it's, the culture. It's, it's, it's going to happen. For the schools. It's it's yeah. going it's not gonna happen overnight. No. You know, I have mixed mixed. There's going to be a lot of groundbreaking news and groundbreaking players. I get what you're saying. You might see more three star recruits. You might see more four. And then you already got a five star recruit that Dion got it, right? Dion got the Mm. Travis Hunter. Yeah. 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 Yes. It only takes one. I've said this about Rutgers. It takes one five star blue chip recruit to pick your school. To create a domino effect. Yeah, water went down the wrong pipe. Say you get, say you get, man, for a guy who swallows a lot, that must be. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> That's why I keep him coming back, bro. <laughs> the, the women, the women. Hey, I will go. I'll let me ride. Bro. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 I had to clarify with your ass. Well, I'm going further with it right now. Brace yourself. <laughs> we all know blunts aren't the only big brown thing you're putting in your mouth, bro. Oh, <laughs> See, I'm gonna go let it. I'm gonna let it ride. Also, I was like, no, 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 that was too. No, fuck that. That was too good a joke to let it ride. Lying to be a saucy smuggler, you can. <laughs> Go the outside. All right, you know fuck I love y'all. you, and I, I love you hang out at my place, and you're welcome anytime because you prove to me you can keep a secret. <laughs> yeah, I'm never coming back ever again. Um, no, hey. yeah, when you when you look at this and and you see this one this one pick, it's mm-hmm. it's the beginning of a lot of good things yeah. for the HBCUs and, and right. the athletes in the conference. So. Next year, we'll have more. The year mm-hmm. after that, there'll be more. And, and you're <laughs> going to see the evolution. And, <laughs> and we're going to talk one day and say, hey, remember when yeah. there was no guys being drafted? Now there was <laughs> a dozen guys taken out of this conference. So it, it's good things are on the horizon. I know, Matt. I did set myself up for that shit, bro. Yeah, totally did. Totally did. <laughs> totally did. Pause. You can rewind and watch it again if you want to, Kofi. Nah, nah. Hey, what you about to say though? No, I, I look. I love it. I especially, especially when you, when when you see uh, the evolution or, or not the. I I should say the re-evolution rejuvenation. of HBCU of the rejuvenation. rejuvenation. Yeah, the rejuvenation. That's a better word. word of HBCU. I'm a um, no, you, yeah, you can be uh, um, when the talent comes back. And, you know, because you got to start um, matching the talent with what you got talent-wise on the coaching end. Right. Because, right. you know, don't get me wrong. You can be a hell of a coach, and you might get the mess, get the best out of what you got. Mm-hmm. But eventually it, it'll run up against a big, talented team that's still well-coached, and they'll, they'll trounce you. Right. So, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But one thing I do love about the draft this year and this is what I saw in the draft this year. I saw if a lot of teams. On, can I, if you're moving on to a different topic, can I just add one thing about the you HBCU? You can't about KC, though, but go ahead. Are you? If you're going to stay on topic, go ahead. But if you were going to switch no, go say narrative, say, I just wanted go, to get a go comment. Say you're going to say, Nick. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I will preface my comment with this. I am someone who has never been a big fan of Deion Sanders. Okay. 
I didn't agree with a lot of his takes. I didn't agree with his point of view on the NFL Network a lot oh, of times. I came out with but I will add this. There might not be a better man, person, or coach for an HBCU school than Dion. Mm. He's going to coach you up the right way. He's going to tell you when you fuck up. He's going to call you out on your bullshit. Mm-hmm. He is going to do everything in his power to evolve you as a man and as a player. And if you notice the two orders that I put that in, mm-hmm. he will help the culture. He will help the person. He will help the community. He will do everything within his power with all the toes he's losing, he's still going to his meetings. And, he's still it. and I say it as a joke, but I'm showing yeah. his level of commitment to mm-hmm. this job. And he don't want to coach Alabama. He don't want to coach Michigan. He found his niche in the universe, and God bless him, he's doing a fucking fantastic job of developing right. young men and players. So as much as I did not like Dion and his takes or his point of view on a lot of things in the NFL – Hats off to Jackson State, hats off to Dion, and, and hats off to the kids who are going there because you're going to play for a coach who gives a shit about you, where you came from, and where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. So no, you're right. only you're right. good things, only good things to them, man. Go ahead. I didn't know if you were changing topics. I wanted to add that. No, no, no. I, I was I was staying in the draft, but um, it, um, I, was, I was really going to speak on um, just what I saw in the draft. As you saw teams – a lot of teams draft needs and necessities, especially, uh, you know, teams like the Jets, the, the Lions. Hell, even my Chiefs, they drafted necessities. I didn't see a lot of teams besides, you know, uh, uh, New, England. New England reaching. Um, uh, you know, you, you saw teams that draft exactly what they needed to fill holes that they can possibly plug in now. Um uh, we'll, we'll get to your Jets in a second because I, I know you you definitely. Uh, I actually got your team queued up on the phone to go over next. Um, I love what Brett Veach and the Kansas City Chiefs front office did. Absolutely love what they did. Um, obviously, we need a defense. Um, we need a defense. Great value. Great value you got. Absolutely. Great value at defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 if you if you notice some of the defensive players that we got. They, they have oh, a certain attitude. too. Yes, and they, they got so the value that you got, the talent that you got when you got them. Mm-hmm. Hats off, man! They, they did a fantastic job for a team that was drafting later in the first round. Sometimes you miss out on your guys, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes a gift. Yeah, I saw that, and I he drew his appeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means that Houston, uh, Houston, Arizona knew about this, and that was why they did the trade for Hollywood Brown. If he right. knew that there was an appeal in place, that means the Cardinals knew about this. That's a good point. That's and a good after point. losing Christian Kirk, and now you're going to be without Hopkins, they made not a great move, but they made a move they had to make, even if they didn't want to. Hey, uh, hey Marquise Brown can take the top off the defense. Uh, is he is he consistent with his pass catching? No. Is he? But he can change the the uh, trajectory of a game with one play. Um, uh, if I'm not saying he's an elite wide receiver, but he he can take the top off the defense, can help all the other receivers. And let's let's not forget AJ Green resigned for another one year deal, and he actually had a good little resurgence in his career last year in Arizona. Almost had a thousand receiving yards. Almost had a, had a touchdown where he forgot to turn around. 
Well, yeah, but but I'm saying like <laughs> which we killed endlessly on the oh, show. Oh, all hey, he had to do was this. Just turn around. Yeah, <laughs> all he had to do was turn around. But but you running the thirty yard route from the twelve yard line, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I thought that was just probably a, a, a either just a quick lapse in his mental, or it might have just been um, just a, a miscommunication between him and Kyler. But either way, AJ Green actually had a good productive season last year. For Arizona, so now that you get Marquise Brown, that can open up a lot for somebody like um, uh, AJ Green. Let's not forget Danny Isabella is going to be coming back. He's a, a, a speedy receiver. Um, he had a lot of injuries, so didn't play much last year. Um, Rondell Moore is still on that team. A good guy I liked on um, what's the name? Hurts. Uh, I mean, Irks. Irks. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got Zach Ertz. So mm-hmm. Arizona is with weapons. They still aren't aren't. Uh, uh, without so, um, of course, losing uh, right. uh, DeAndre Hopkins for six games, yeah, that's a that's a big blow, but it doesn't injure season. You know, they still got talent on there. But back to the draft, man. Um, especially uh, you know, like since we're on the topic of, um, of the Kansas City Chiefs, they did what I saw most teams did: get what you need, change some things, and all the defensive picks that they got, they came with attitude. They are hitters. They are. Thumpers. Mm-hmm. They are. They, if you ask me, and this is what's gotten me geeked right now for football season. That's off the weed that got you geeked. Well, weed always gets me geeked. <laughs> but these these dudes that they got on defense, I'm telling you, might change how the Chiefs are ran. Is because it's like that was a Achilles' heel with the with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The defense was very opportunistic. If they're not getting sacks or turnovers, man, they getting ran up and down that field. Mm-hmm. Period. And so since the Chiefs were 29th in NFL in sacks, they were getting ran up and down on the field. Mm. And so, you know, Spag- Spagnolo, to me, this is put up a shut-up time because you now you got the full rep- uh, repertoire. You got the full weaponry of what it is to get some guys in here that's going to thump, right. play some damn defense. And if you can't get these guys in the right position, it ain't them. It's you. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. Um, but let, let's move to your Jets because I know you're excited to talk about your Jets. Which, oh, real, which... real quick, let's go over the picks. Let's go over the yeah. picks of the Chiefs. I, I, I know we talked about it the other day. Trent McDuffie. Oh, love it. Mm. Love it. Should have been an early teen pick, but the run on receivers made him drop a little bit. So I, I love think, it. Yeah, yeah, very, very good pick. If, if you don't have – I think Gardner and Stingley are elite prospects. They went three and four. Um, if you put – McDuffie in last year's draft, I think he's up there with Horn and with um, Sertain. Mm. But I think Stingley and Gardner are two of the best cornerback prospects we've seen, probably since Jalen Ramsey, in, in my opinion. Um, so you look at McDuffie and the value that you get with him at 21 is fantastic. That's why you make the jump, because you don't expect a player like that to be there. We were discussing um, in late round one. Kair Elam, Andrew Booth Jr., with the mm-hmm. notion that they would have no shot at somebody like McDuffie. <clears throat> so that's a great move trading up. Um, obviously, you have the Patriots who just said, fuck this draft. We'll do anything because we're going to shit anyway. Well, they don't never draft good anyway. They do good they trades. Don't. Yeah. They do good they do trades. Good they trades and they get, they get veteran um, reclamation projects. Right. Mm. Right. Uh, your your thirtieth pick is a guy that for months was sometimes a top ten as an edge, and Carl you Loftus. got George Karloftis, who mm-hmm. I thought screened like, the Baltimore yeah, like Raven, that. New England Patriot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
Not the Belichick. That's a very, very <laughs> good pick to put on that line with what you have in place. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he's got a good motor. He he can set the edge with the run. He's a bigger, more physical guy than some of the other edge rushers like Thibodeau and Jermaine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good pick for you. Day two, you got the guy, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to pat myself on the back because I called it. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a Tyreek Hill replacement, Sky yeah. Moore is that mm-hmm. player. No, no, you hit it right on the head, bro. You like really did. You was like, you was like, don't be surprised if y'all go get Sky Moore. And I, I looked up his tape. I'm like, oh yeah. Speed you're basically like watching Tyreek Hill college film, right? Speed, just speed, a different uniform. Speed mm-hmm. like Tyreek Hill, and and I said it on a lot of Chiefs blogs and on on Facebook, and a lot of people gave me some hate for it. And I don't give two shits. Sky Moore is already a better route runner than Tyreek Hill. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tyreek Hill's better with the ball in his hands and better. Tyreek Hill at times, not all the time, but at times, brings street ball to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Because when plays break down or Mahomes had to leave the pocket, his freelance ability is elite, number one, no comparison in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He's elite when he gets the ball in his hands. His route running leaves something desired for. Um, he doesn't – Tyreek doesn't um, – he petrifies you with his speed, but he doesn't scare you with his route running. Mm-hmm. So you get somebody like Sky Moore who's a better route runner and still has that elite speed. I love and it. you add it to Gordon, Schuster, Scantling, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hey, – oh, hey. you. You're, you're bro, looking at bro, no. We got you. We got your guy from Rutgers, bro. I'm, oh, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm okay. getting there. Just, okay, yo, I, be okay. Patient on that one. That that's okay. gonna be the that's gonna be the finale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you take safety, Brian Cook, bro. Hitter, 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 and set the tone on the back end. Probably I'm get telling, a lot I'm, of penalties that you don't want, but he will hey, fucking change it's okay. the game with It's okay. It's okay. You know why it's okay he takes the penalties? Because he's going to set the tone that you can't come down the hash marks with that bullshit. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's going to knock some heads off. And that's exactly what's going to be his job is to knock some heads off. He's going to knock Darren Waller upside his head a couple of times. He's <laughs> going to knock Mike Williams and damn Keenan Allen upside his head. Look, these wide receivers, wide receivers in the AFC West – you better watch out for Brian Cook because he's headhunting. And, and I don't care if he takes the 15-yard penalty. He's going to set the tone. I love it. So now we get into round three with the Chiefs. And this is where champions are built. Mm. And I Talk think, to him, dog. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs hit on three of guys who are going to be Huge surprises and guys that are going to be raved about. This first guy, I love him. I absolutely love him. I wanted him for the Jets. Leo Chanel, oh my God, from Wisconsin. Yeah. This dude can run. He's got arms like John Cena mm-hmm. and can run and cover and hit <laughs> and blitz. And it's somebody that in the middle of that Chiefs defense, you've been having Jags, right? Hey. You've been having just a guy. A Jag is just a guy. Mm -hmm. You got a dude here. I I, I got John Lynch vibes from him. Is that a fair comparison? Well, obviously, John Lynch is a Hall of Famer. I mean, he played safety. Chanel can line up 
and as an hand, you know, stand up guy and rush the edge. Uh, yeah, he's a linebacker. I, I'm, I'm not comparison about about position. I'm talking about what he's going to bring mentality and physicality wise. He's somebody who can set the tone. Yeah, I, I can see that. He, he can. He, somebody will throw a pass out to a tight end or a running back in the flat, and he's going to be there to make a huge blow up hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could see it with that comparison. Absolutely. Um, you took a, a cornerback again, Fayetteville State, Joshua Williams. This next pick in round five, that was round four. Round five, you took a guy that Jets fans coveted. Jets fans hey, coveted hey, Leo hey, Chanel. Hey, hey, pa- hey, pause right there because I want to speak on Joshua Williams, um, of okay. course, being being uh, uh, Fayetteville State, uh, uh, HBCU. But what I love about him, and he's not your typical wow. cornerback. He's not your typical cornerback. He is 6'3", all right? You don't see a lot of 6'3", 6'2", corners in the NFL. And so this dude is going to be, um, you know, uh, uh, be able to put either on the left or right side regardless and go against like a Mike Williams who's 6'2", 6'3", go against a Keenan Allen who's about the same size. So, you know, um, you're going to be able to put uh, Joshua Williams against some of your bigger wide receivers that right. the Chiefs are going to face, and he'll be able to match up with them physicality-wise for size. So uh, I definitely wanted to talk about that real quick because I love seeing a cornerback that's six three and and looking at some of the film on him, he can move. So he's he's going to be able to stay yeah. with a Mike Williams and a Keenan Allen. Um, but now go ahead, uh, uh, big homie. And you see, with the uh, the Chiefs draft, they know their weakness. Mm-hmm. They know. <clears throat> the talent level that has moved into their division amongst the conference this year. You take a cornerback in round one, you take a safety in round two, you take mm-hmm. a speed linebacker who can cover in round three, you take a cornerback in round four, you take a cornerback in round seven, you take a safety in round seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that the Chiefs know their weakness and then oh, they yeah. got to get better there. Um, Round five, you guys take a guy who could be a long-term plug-and-play player and then be really, really a long-term I know exactly who you're talking about. (laughs) I wanted this guy. I wanted him for us when we started round four. I was surprised he was still there. I know we took – the Jets took uh, Max Mitchell. I would have loved this guy. And Max Mitchell has more versatility. Uh, Darian Kennard, lineman from Kentucky. Mm -hmm. You watch Mm -hmm. his film, you see a nasty motherfucker. And for offensive line, that's a huge compliment. (laughs) We're not talking about women here. We're talking about linemen. (laughs) When you see a nasty, a nasty uh, motherfucker, that's Darian Kennard. Mm -hmm. Uh, I watched his film during the season. I watched the Kentucky game just to see him play. And I watched him every snap when they were. Maul dudes. Breaking news involving the Chiefs. The Texans traded defensive back Lonnie Johnson to the Chiefs for a 2024 conditional seventh round pick. I don't even oh, know who wow. Lonnie Johnson is. So. He's yeah. somebody they want to get rid of. That just came <laughs> in. That just came in from Rappaport. It might be somebody who's not a good scheme fit for what Lovey wants to run in Houston. So instead of cutting him, you're getting a pick two years from now for it. So it's not anybody crazy, but it might be a better scheme fit for uh for the chiefs <clears throat> uh round seven pick chiefs had no picks in round six round seven they take washington state cornerback jalen watson and now we get onto a pick that i think could be a very very good elite second running back in the nfl you talk running back isaiah mm-hmm. pacheco mm-hmm. 
this kid made shit happen for Rutgers this year. Uh, Rutgers offensive line is not elite. And when you're in the Big Ten and you don't have an elite offensive line, normally your running backs get embarrassed. Um, this is a guy who can catch out of the backfield. He can run. He can make the first guy miss. And when you're in the NFL, you know damn well, everyone knows this, your best ability as a running back, besides availability, is the ability to make the first guy miss. You make that linebacker miss, and now you've got blockers downfield. That can be the difference between a two-yard loss and a 14-yard gain. Right. So Pacheco is somebody who could be a special teamer to start and then work his way into a nice role as, as a backup going forward. So I think the Chiefs did very well. Uh, I, I think they knew they had to address their secondary. Mm-hmm. They got the edge rusher. They got Hill's speedy replacement. Uh, when you have Gordon, Schuster, Scantling, Kelsey, you got a lot of size. None of those guys. Scantling's got great straightaway speed, but he doesn't have the shiftiness and, and the ability to zigzag, cut, dip, duck, make guys miss. Sky Moore has that. I'm not saying Sky Moore is going to be an NFL equivalent to Tyreek Hill. I'm saying Sky Moore has the ability to be a unique weapon. Mm-hmm. His speed alone. Like he to me, he's what Rondell Moore was with the Cardinals. Don't forget, it took Tyreek Hill a little bit to to come into his own as a receiver. He he didn't blow up the league from day one. He was a punch no, not- he was a weapon. And then exactly. he evolved into a receiver. It took so, him about two, three years for him to start getting popping, bro. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Special teams, Sky Moore, you put Sky Moore back as a punt returner, and you're getting a, a shifty dude who who can really, really take off. Um, yeah, but I, I like what they did, Lamar. I, I really like – and I'm not saying – everyone knows this. Anyone who watches the show knows I am not going to ever throw fake compliments or <laughs> kind words in the way of Mel and Mar. <laughs> no, he's absolutely earned. right. Nick will always try to find a way to shit on us at some point. It's got to be earned. It's got to be earned. And I think Fuck both of your teams did very, very well. From the bottom of my heart. Fuck you. To the depths of my soul. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> but that's, well, you know what? I take that. And that's how you know that's I legitimately, legitimately love what your teams did. Because I would love to bust your balls i would love to shit on the picks right but i can't i can't yeah you know all right let's get to your jets brother i was surprised i was fairly surprised by the lion why they did well oh oh you're surprised that they did well i was like i'm like come on twitch and i got twitch cursing (laughs) me off (laughs) like like come on man like like give your team some credit no no brad holmes is fantastic i would say this i would say this I was listening to a um a Lions podcast yesterday, and this guy was just crapping all on him, man. Man, you know, uh Aiden Hutchinson, I ain't uh he better at least get seven sacks. That's gotta be his ceiling because you know, taking him second or second overall, blah blah blah. You know, just crapping on everything. Mm-hmm. So my thing is like my thing has always been that this is one of the first times I actually can say I feel good about the staff mm-hmm. that they have. A lot of times you they, you know you feel good about, you feel good about the players, <laughs> yeah. but they gotta go to that staff. You're like, oh man, you got Wayne Fonts. Oh man, you got um Swartz or Patricia. Patricia. You know, it's like I don't know what he gonna do. 
now I feel good about the overall staff. So you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm confident. <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Nick. I, I agree. I agree 100%. Like I said, uh, the Lions and the Jets are on similar timelines, mm-hmm. similar situations. Right. Um, they brought in respectable coaches. Uh, I, th- I think we're a little bit ahead of you because if mm. we have our quarterback of the future, we're obviously a little bit ahead of you. Right, right. Uh, I think next year that's something you see Detroit address. Whether mm-hmm. it's golf plays fucking lights out this year, you keep golf. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, here's the thing too. I, mean, I don't think golf is garbage. I just don't think he's the quarterback for the future. Correct. But if now you got Jamison Williams and St. Brown, I mean, mm-hmm. you could be looking at a a cup and woods type of tandem, like mm-hmm. like guys who get 200 catches a year combined. Right. Yeah, but right. you didn't even uh, got a rush to move golf. He's not even close to 30, yeah. bro. And yeah. don't forget, you took two first round picks and golf. Mm-hmm. So one of those picks ends up being Williams. Um, I forget who you took last year with with the Rams. Uh, Didn't you have a Rams pick two last year? No, this year and next year. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right. They didn't have year. one last year. Yeah, yeah. So this is the first of that trade. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could be picking again with 32 next year. Right. But it, it's very, very good. Uh, you can't lose if Goff develops into the man. Some quarterbacks, right. it takes five, six years before That's they true. find it. You know, teams give up too quickly sometimes on quarterbacks. Sometimes you need mm-hmm. a better thing around you. And right. I don't think you write Goff off yet. I think you could watch Goff take off when Williams comes in. Maybe like that third, fourth games with Williams, he just goes to another level. And then maybe yeah. you win long term. You know, maybe you restructure the deal, keep him. Mm-hmm. I mean, then they got Chark and they got um, the guy that used to play with him in the Rams. I can't think of his name right now. We got Josh Reynolds. Yeah. They so they got a decent yeah. receiver core, you know what I'm saying? I think the the people that have around Jamison and Saint uh, Saint um Amari Saint Brown, probably Saint Brown, yeah Saint Brown. I think they good role players. They good outside outside of them by themselves, and they, they're not that great. But with those people that they got surrounded by, them, I think they they good supporting cast. Because absolutely, because you, know, you don't Saint want Saint Brown, Brown to be your number one. Right. St. Brown becomes a very, very good number two. Number two, right. And then Jameson, your number one. And then those by them being um draw maybe double teams or get other people to get open. And they competent enough to catch the ball. Then you yeah. got a good running, you know, you got three good running backs and a good offensive line. So they they are building something. So, you know, it's just it's gotta put it together and, and win. But go ahead with your Jets, man. Give me one second. Okay. Okay. Um, my buddy CJ is back doing podcast and wanted me to come on his Jet show tonight. I was just messaging more time because I got to okay. squeeze dinner in at some point. <laughs> um, so you guys know I've discussed it at length on the show. I did not want a cornerback early. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the Jets were going to take a cornerback early. I think that when you look at at the team and the scheme, <clears throat> I thought it was a waste to take a cornerback, even somebody like Gardner. Mm. So I, when the pick came in, I had no reaction. I was even keel. Mm. And normally, younger Nick would have blown up with F-bombs and throwing shit. But I said, you know what? I trust in Joe Douglas. 
Let me mm-hmm. see what Joe Douglas does. It's just right. the first pick. Right. We have four in the top 38. Let's see what we do. The 10th pick comes. There was rumors about us trading for Debo. We did make mm-hmm. an offer. The Lions made an offer. Uh, and what the team decided to do. Hold on. I just thought about something. Go ahead. Before you, before you finish. Go ahead. Cleveland, fuck Baker Mayfield. Do not try to keep sending him to Detroit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Nick. <laughs> uh, so when we're on the clock at 10, I thought Jermaine Johnson could be an option. Mm. I thought Jamison Williams could be an option. I thought Garrett Wilson could be an option. Drake London mm. went eight to Atlanta. Right. Um, and the pick came in as Garrett Wilson. Again, yeah. I'm kind of even keel. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little like, all right, like I did a little Derek Jeter fist bump <laughs> that, all right, we're, we're helping Zach. We got a speedy guy who's going to be there for OTAs. He's going to be there for training camp. Jameson right, Williams right. wouldn't have. It's going to help Zach immediately. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm good with that pick. I, I like it. And then I'm at my kids. Their mom's there. She went back into the bedroom. She's like, all right, what time are they going to bed? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to stay and hang out because I think the Jets are going to trade up. And she gives me like the the ex wife look, mm-hmm. and I'm like, just go to fucking bed. I'll put the kids to bed. I'll lock the door behind me. You're good. Good night. Right, right. So the Jets. Why you ex? And if you remember from our IOW mock the other day, mm-hmm. I had the New York Jets trading up to number twenty six with the Titans, and I said flat out that if there's a player the New York Jets covered, I see the Titans at twenty six being the spot where Joe Douglas finds his sweet spot and the value is right and he trades up now in my scenario i had us taking aiden hutchinson at four so we didn't need an edge rusher at 26 mm-hmm. but when you look at the mock i had jermaine johnson going 30 to the chiefs so i had jermaine still there mm-hmm. but i had them taking the kobe dean because we already addressed edge rusher in my scenario right but joe douglas gets it done he was on the clock. He was on the phone from the 15th pick to the 26th pick trying to trade up to get Jermaine Johnson. And as you guys know, I've said many times, to be good in the NFL, you got to be good. Mm-hmm. To be great, you need some things to go your way. Right. You need a safety like Jamal Adams that bitches and whines to get out and you get a fucking quarterback haul for a little bitch-ass punk like him. <laughs> Sorry, that was from the heart. That was not professional. I apologize, but I mean okay. it. And you like the way I stuck the, but I mean it at the end. <laughs> you got a first round haul for a box safety who can't cover anyone, doesn't commit turnovers. That's a huge, huge deal. That's something that you don't see in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that. And now you use that, that extra pick that you got from Sam Darnold. You got a two, a four, and a six for Sam Darnold. You got two ones and a three for Jamal Adams. That is the poster child, Joe Douglas, for turning a negative into a positive. And it's going to change our franchise because you get Garrett Wilson with the with the second of Jamal's pick. So you got Elijah Vera Tucker and Garrett Wilson. Right. Two guys who are going to transform the offense through Jamal trade. And now with the Sam trade, you use the Sam trade to move up 
and get on the clock at 26. And now the energy level changed with me because now the combination of having the elite cornerback with an elite edge rusher changes the whole dynamic of the defense. If you add just mm -hmm. one, it's not the same, but adding both the combination of the two, it's like, all right, here's one, here's the other. Right. All right. But now you got this, you got cohesion, you got complementary football right. on the defense itself. So when that Jermaine Johnson pick hit, I went through the fucking roof. I was up to 4.30 doing Jets podcast that night with how excited I was <laughs> after round one. It was insane. Uh, round two, we're set to pick at 38, and it's the fourth pick. So I normally, your fourth pick is in the fourth round, right? Maybe mm -hmm. the fifth because you gave up a, for a trade. That's a sweet spot to take a running back. And the Jets get lucky with completing their offensive line, with adding the tight ends we added in free agency, with mm -hmm. C.J. Uzoma and Conklin from Minnesota, and having Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore at receiver. They trade up two spots with the Giants. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> you, you get the top running back in this class. You get a guy that is custom tailor-made for your run scheme who happens to be the best running back in the class. You now pair him with Michael Carter, who had a very good rookie season, and the combination of Brees Hall and Michael Carter. Oh, in, I love Brees Hall. In oh, 12 nice. to 24 games could really be nice. one of the best tandems in the NFL. Brees, Brees, Hall, Brees Hall, in my opinion, was the best running back in the class, period. Do you know and the comparison, the NFL comparison to him? What's that? Jonathan Taylor. Yes. He's a no. guy who can strike from anywhere on the field. The Jets have built their line to be as good as the Colts, if not better, to be completely honest. And now you're adding a home run hitting workhorse of a running back to this offense. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, man, the Jets may be the most improved team in football this year. Just those four picks. We didn't even get to the rest of it. Just those four picks alone. You got your number one corner. You got your number two edge rusher. You got your number one wide receiver. From everything I'm reading, Wilson mm -hmm. was number one ahead of London. And you get the number one running back. You get your number two tight end in Jeremy Ruckert, who a lot of people are comparing to George Kittle because he was drafted later, didn't have huge opportunities in college. And when you look at Jeremy Ruckert, he's an elite blocker, which you need in this scheme, which George Kittle is too for the 49ers. Right. And he had Olave, Wilson, and uh, the other receiver – at Ohio State. So he didn't get a lot of opportunities in the pass game because those guys were open 30, 40 yards downfield all the time. <laughs> so you take the tight end, Jeremy Ruckert, and even though you you signed Usama and Conklin, you're looking at a guy who can be a fullback on short downs and block in the backfield with the other tight ends up already. Uh, you're getting flexibility, which is one of the things Joe Douglas loves. He wants captains. He wants leaders. He wants a team full of guys that lead themselves because if you have a team full of leaders, nobody has to be led. You right. don't have to worry about guys blowing up on the sideline and slamming their helmet or kicking the fucking punting net. You don't have to worry about guys emotionally checking out of a game because they're caught up in their feelings. You've got a team <laughs> full of leaders. Uh, the two later picks are, are project picks, backups. Um, Clemens, the DN from AM, who's got some off the field issues, a little bit older. And, uh, and Max Mitchell, a, an offensive lineman who has history at tackle guard and center so more flexibility right they're drafting um i said going into the draft that coming out of this joe douglas had the potential to be 
talked about and praised league wide, and I think you see that. Oh yeah, I, I mean every every um everything I've read, everything I've watched, they've been praising the Jets. So I mean, no, you got to. They they. Oh yeah, it's not, it's not it's not without merit. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, just to back up what Nick was saying. Like I turn on some, I listen to some on the radio, or I'm reading some on Bleach Report or whatever. They got the Jets as number one. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, no, they are they absolutely Ravens, Jets, and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You got to add the trade for AJ Brown in. Right. Are are teams that are being praised? Mm-hmm. You know, and those are all teams that are Jets and Eagles are trying to make their identity. Ravens are trying to keep theirs. Mm-hmm. Right. So the picks that the Ravens made are fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, this the Ravens is... defense great when they can get after the quarterback and they had Ed Reed in the backfield. Mm-hmm. They got Kyle Hamilton back. One of my favorite Hamilton. players. Bravo. Ed Reed. Love Ed Reed. Oh, I love I love Ed Reed. From college all the way through the pros. I watched. Yeah, I I'm on record as saying this on on, on the show and, and the mm-hmm. Jets podcast that I do. Ed Reed, Troy Palomalo, Ronnie Lott, mm-hmm. E that water. All of the great safeties that you can name, Charles Woodson, mm-hmm. were all a part of teams that had great front sevens. So right. you're able to guess more. You're able to mm-hmm. jump shit. When you have a bad front seven, like you're fucked on the back end. You got to sit mm-hmm. home and wait because the longer the quarterback has to throw, the further the receivers get downfield. Right. If you know this blitz scheme, that we're running right now, we're going to be at the quarterback in one and a half seconds. You can jump a slant because you know the quarterback's got to get that ball out of his hands with the pressure that you're bringing. Mm-hmm. So the complementary football between the front seven and the back end was always great with those players. Now, if you took one of those players and put them on a shitty team, and, and right. you know, if you put Ronnie Lott on the Cleveland Browns or the Jets or the Dolphins in the late 80s, early 90s, it may not have been the same player. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and safety is like running back. You need everything in front of you to be good for you to be great. Right. You know, occasionally you make a big hit. But if you want to make turnovers and game-changing plays, you need that front seven to be elite. And I think Hamilton falls to probably falling a little bit to 14 could be the best scenario for him because of the way the Raven, the history they have of safety play, play design. Um, right. I think that's a very, very good place for him. I agree. I agree. But, you know, I, I, I didn't want the Jets to take a safety. So I'm happy with what Joe Douglas did. Um, I think you got a building block draft of players and talent that a couple years from now, when we're playing deep into January or February, mm-hmm. this is going to be the moment that everyone looks at. You know, it's, gonna, it's always going to be the Jamal trade. The right. Jamal trade is going to be the thing that catapult us to the next level. Um, you know, the second part of that trade, Garrett Wilson just got picked. So you can't completely evaluate. Thank you, yet. Seattle. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you, see. Say, see. Let me let me add this to, to that. Today, I saw the first 2023 mock draft. And now the way these te- these these sites never now, too early for mock drafts. Never too no, early. Never. <laughs> never. But how they rate it is they go off of the Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl. Until the games start being played, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how they decide the order. of It's the reverse order of Super Bowl odds. So the okay. Jets have the third lowest Super Bowl odds. It's Houston, it's the Lions, and then it's the Jets. 
Mm-hmm. So the, the Jets are getting like Michael Carter, the defensive tackle from uh, Florida, who is like a Warren Sapp type. He's going to be an elite inside pass rusher. But I'm looking and I'm like, man, this is fucking weird. I'm not used to looking for the last year, almost <laughs> for last year. It's been two first round picks. The year before was two first round picks. Right. I'm scanning round one looking for our other pick. And I'm like, man, my brain is programmed thanks to Seattle. <laughs> only look for multiple first round picks. So I'm like, ooh, we got one first round pick. This is gross. <laughs> <laughs> You're not used to having that. <laughs> <clears throat> no. So I, I know we covered a lot with the draft. You guys got any thoughts? Anyone in the chat? You guys got any questions? Throw it out. Hey, just just because Matt's here, let's go ahead and talk about his Giants real quick so he can feel like he's involved. Uh, <laughs> I had them taking Neil 5, Thibodeau 7. Yeah, they, they, they went different. The of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I like the kid from Western Kentucky in round two. I think it's DeAndre Robinson. I'm not looking at it right now. No, I'll, I'll pull it up for you real quick. But I know he's from Western Kentucky, the receiver. Mm-hmm. Giants draft picks. No, I got you. Let's go ahead uh, and and because I know you you definitely want to talk about. Tibbet I thought it was a little bit of that. a reach in round two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, it's 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 no diss, Matt. You know we gotta. I got I gotta. I gotta bust your chops, bro. That's all. Um, so they start with uh, uh, Thibodeau at pick five, Evan Neal at pick seven, uh, Wandell Robinson, who they got from Kentucky, Wandell, um, at pick forty-three, um, Joshua Ezeju, a guard from North Carolina, uh, Cordell Flott, a cornerback mm-hmm. from LSU, uh, Daniel Bellinger, tight end from San Diego State, uh, Dane Belton, safety from Iowa. Not a bad yeah, pick. Yeah, not a bad pick. Yeah. He uh, can block. He can get out and catch. Uh, he can be a mismatch against certain defenses. Uh, he could be like a um, – who's the, the tight end on Buffalo? Noel? Knox. 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 Yeah. Uh, he could be a guy like that where, where if you get him out in space and get him the ball, he could do some uh, run after the catch. Uh, I really like their last pick, the Darian Beavers. From Cincinnati, yeah, I, I like that. Could too. be a guy who could be like an old school giant, like mid to late round pick who steps in and becomes a good linebacker for them for eight to ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really like that pick. That was a guy I thought could go in three or four. Mm-hmm. You know, the hey. rest of the guys they had See, a good. That, game wait, game hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we doing that, Matt? We doing that, Matt? That's that's what we doing. No, nah, man, you don't do that because you don't brag about teams you're supposed to beat. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Somebody say Paolo. Oh, I know. <laughs> Wait, so he lined it up with his heart? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, laugh now. You're going to be crying later because right, right when all them home run bats go cold in a couple of months, they'll say, I'll tell you so. You haven't been paying attention to our pitching, then, brother. Yeah, you you're pitching. Not hey. Paying attention to our pitching. Our but Nick, Nick, is elite. your pitching may be elite, but he, you guys on the on the offensive side is home run and buzz. If you're not hitting home runs, that pitching it'll look cute on on one zero games when y'all gonna be on the other end of that one zero, and I can't hit nothing. So enjoy the pitching now, but when the bats go cold, 
We'll have that conversation in, in, in a couple of months. We'll have that conversation. And I'm going to remind you guys about this conversation. We'll come back to this. You want to feel old? You no. Feel old? No. I'm, I'm going to hey. give everybody something right now. I'm young at heart, baby. I get it. But... You don't you don't put your heart on a uh, on a form. You got to give your birthday, bro. <laughs> no, brace yourselves because you're both gonna do like a jaw drop. Wow, The Rock turned fifty today. What for real? He's fifty. I know he's that old. Yeah, damn. I just I opened up Instagram and it's better shape than one. Wishing The Rock happy fiftieth <laughs> birthday. Oh wow. Ugh. Best record in baseball. Okay, it's is is well. It just hit May. It's first month of, of baseball. Matt, re- relax. There's a hundred and and sixty two games. We're not even nowhere close to let's a quarter way Reds, through. Let's hope the Red Sox lose one hundred and twenty five of those. Yeah, let's 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 do better math than what you did in in, in the text message. You only talk about losing <laughs> twenty six. We, we gotta talk about that. We gotta talk about that. So. I placed a bet yesterday, Saturday night uh-huh. or yesterday, uh-huh. and it was the Yankees Royals to go over eight. It was the Yankees to win by more than a run and a half. Mm-hmm. It was Baltimore to beat Boston by one and a half, or it was Baltimore oh, getting one and a half, and they blew Boston out. It was the Mets to win by one and a half, and they did. They won by two. And then the, the other pick, which made me lose the fucking bet, was the was Boston, Boston Celtics <laughs> minus four and a half against – the Bucks mm-hmm. and the fucking. If I would have known that, I would have bet on the Celtics four times in a row, and the Nets would have swept them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, man. I like the way they played. I like what I saw. I bet on Boston. They fucking flop. So I, I sent the screenshot of the bet to the fellas, and I it was the first leg of the bet because the Boston game was over before the Yankee game was. So the bet was done before any other games finished. And I'm like, fucking Boston. And I'm like, and then look, it's the um, Mel makes a comment, and he's like, yeah, and fuck the Red Sox too. I hope they lose 62 games. I'm like, bro, that means they win 100. He's like, oh fuck that, I forgot how many games are in baseball. He's like, I hope they lose like 100 something. I was like, there you go, my yeah, man. there you go, more better, better well, math. Well, man. Man. on NBA. Hey. <laughs> he said Boston Celtics first. I was thinking well, he was hoping like 20 games. and 62. Right, I'm, I'm well, shit. Speaking of NBA, let's transition for the last 15 minutes. All right, I'm um, out. Great show. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, the playoffs are heating up. Uh, we are in uh, the now uh, the elite eight round of NBA playoffs. Pretty much four teams in the West, four teams in the East. Um, you guys, well, it's the natural transition in sports to go from twenty to sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to you know break it down for people who can relate to it. Um, trying to help me on my math. So yesterday in Sun, uh, yes Sunday's action, uh, you had uh, the Nets. Uh, no, 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 the Nets. You had on Nets. <laughs> my bad. You might my have bad. Nets in the real. <laughs> I'm over here tripping. No, you had. Uh, you had. You had I know, right? You had the Celtics uh, losing to uh, Milwaukee, mm. um, and then you had the uh, Memphis Grizzlies losing to Golden State. Um, any big surprises in any of those games right there that, that you guys saw? Not surprises, but um, the Milwaukee games were actually a pretty good game. I mean, Giannis was just like you know, ridiculous. That alley you threw to herself, I was like, come on, bro. 
you know. And, Come and, on, bro. And here's one thing, you know, there's a lot of talk on, on the world that they're, you know, a, a Milwaukee uh, or, or Boston, um, they weren't getting a certain cause that they were against Brooklyn mm-hmm. um, that they're not going to get against Milwaukee. You know, hey, it, it is what it is. But and let's be real, different. Giannis is more physically built right. to take the beating that they delivered to KD. Mm. And that was one of my biggest things. I think when you when you going against Giannis, he's a different type of physicality, and Milwaukee, it, to me in, in general, is a different type of physicality that Boston's going to play than what they did against Brooklyn. Um, it, if you ask me, I, I I've said it. I I don't think um, Brooklyn is tough enough to to take on a team like Boston or Milwaukee. They're more they're more finesse. Uh, you know, some people agree with me, some people don't, but I'm talking about with my two eyes. I see a more finesse team built in Brooklyn Nets than, okay. than what you see or Boston or Milwaukee. So this rate, this series between Boston and Milwaukee, to me, this is going to be a battle of attrition. Who's going to be able to stay healthiest the longest and, and make it throughout this series? Because uh, I think they're going to beat the hell out of each other. Um, it's going to be a real physical series. My kind of game. Your kind of game. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I just like. Um, I don't know if you've ever paid attention to uh, Jamel Lamar, but he seems to like aggression, um, physicality against your will type of events. Yes, he, I do. Yeah, and most of the time it's, it's pills involved. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to keep yeah. it as a sports analogy. <laughs> sir, 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 you're not going to criminate yourself to on, on air. Not going. I, like, I tried to keep it as a sports analogy. You're not going to incriminate yourself on air, all right? It's a tic tac, sir. You're not going to incriminate yourself on air. I'm not. Incriminating all right. Myself. I, I say it. It's a tic tac. No, sir. Let's just say you like to have fun. You like to party, all right? There's a party. Need a party favor. Mel's the type of dude to like, like walk into a party and be like, all right. Let's see what happens. Keep yourself. Not more like. Let's see what happened. <laughs> I spread out the several drinks and increased my eyes. Hey, pretty much. I know. Mel would never I, I, show up to a party with, with one pill. It would be more like that. And I'll be like. <laughs> Look, all I know is if, if Mel's offering the shots, I'm good. <laughs> I am good. Yeah, worry about that. Ain't no shots coming your way. <laughs> good. You I don't good. Want, I'm good. I'm glad, good. I'm glad we got that understood. No shots my way. Um, but if you look at this, uh, this Golden State Memphis uh, uh, series, mm-hmm. to me, you, you're looking at um, the established franchise taking on the up and coming franchise. Okay. Um, uh, Memphis is trying to. They're a small market team, mm-hmm. and you know whether you want to claim it or not, Golden State Warriors are a small market team, but they just happen to, to build great success. We, yeah, they got better star power. We right. all know um, the NBA is about star power, and and. And I love what Jordan Poole is doing, but man, he gets the benefit of being on a great team. Jordan Poole has been playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. So when no you bring in, oh, none, none pressure. Um, you, you got a solid team from top to bottom, bench wise. You still got Clay and Steph that's on your team. So if stuff starts getting really messy, you know, you can defer to them. Um, and I like how Memphis is built, but let's be honest, it starts, it ends with John Morant. If John Morant is off, um, and th- it's not a diss on Dylan Brooks or any of those other guys that are on Memphis. Is if you're looking at the roster compared to Golden State, it's a mismatch. Mm-hmm. It just is. I, I I know 
Memphis is a high ranked team. And but come on, you can't beat experience. You can't beat what Golden State has. And I gotta talk about the damn ejection of goddamn Draymond Green, goddamn it. Go ahead. I'm gonna pay because this is a topic <laughs> I don't care about. I, I hate Draymond as a player. I like him as a podcaster, but I hate mm-hmm. him as a player. So I'm no, I, I love Draymond Green I, I as, a as a player. I love him. It's because he's a junkyard dog, man. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you just say you love a Michigan State Spartan on your team? We had this discussion already. Let's keep just moving. No, 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 no. I think we need to reopen this because all this need to reopen. No, no, no. Because all the Michigan, he uh, has said it before. Last time we brought Draymond up, he, he shocked us both with that. All these Michigan State players you shit on, but you won't shit on. He's actually from Michigan. I got to give him that. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. He's from Sagnasty. He's from Sagnasty. Okay. Okay. I'll let you you rock with that. I just don't know why all of a sudden you love a Spartan. Her cousin just visit. Kirk Cousins was a visitor. He's a visitor. I'll let you find it out on the casting. He said Kirk Cousins was a visitor. He's a visitor. (laughs) (laughs) So, fuck Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Fuck him. Uh, But no, uh, look. I love this matchup between Golden State. It, it went down to the to the wire, and I love, and this is what I love about Golden State is because as much firepower as they got on offense, they're smart and intelligent on defense. Mm-hmm. Did you see that that closing play? Clay was on another guy, and he knew that he was about to hand it off to Ja, mm-hmm. so he strategically was like, "Nah, bro, I see you coming, Ja," <laughs> and he pretty much. Fake like he was going with the with the guy that had the ball, and he immediately peeled off and and went straight at John Morant. Because if he doesn't do that, John Morant has an open lane to the cup, mm-hmm. and he probably sinks that layup. I want to say this. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. That's, really, uh, Matt? I just got my back. Yeah. Um, LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I like John Morant. Yeah. Excellent talent. Excellent player. I think sometimes he's erratic in his play. That's fair. And I think sometimes he needs like in that instance, we know we know you're gonna take the last shot. Look mm-hmm. to pass the ball. That would have threw everybody off. You think about it, every time you do the interview, what does he say? What uh what's the play? Can you go walk through the last play? Go get a bucket, Ja. Mm-hmm. That's just always his common, right? Yeah. Cause he he's gonna try to take that last shot all the time. Well they know. Now, don't get me wrong, when you are the star player. You should always look to take the last shot. Mm-hmm. But when it's known that you're going to take it, st- always look for – kick it out somebody. So pretty much look for the best you play. You draw a double team. Look for the best play. I got you. You know, don't always put yourself in a position to take a difficult shot. And I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But this is where John Morant doesn't have the luxury of having like a, a Steph or, or Clay on his team. Right. Because – But there been times – before you said that, there's been times where he had hot men – on his teams in the game, and you're 100 right, and he could have kicked it out to them. And you're 100 right, ahead. and and I, I and I'm not disagreeing with mm-hmm. you. I didn't know we were rating the um, sexual looks of players on Josh's team. He got <laughs> hot men on his team, <laughs> hot, hot as in jump shooting. Yeah, you should have cleared that up. Yeah, yeah, you ran into that one, dog. You ran into that one. Living color. Yeah, you ran into that one. Wait. I've always been a fan of the culture. You know, I'm making a lot of references. You know that I, I am a longtime fan. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Hey, hot man. What the fuck? <laughs> I said the hot man. 
talk about the hot man with the ball. Yeah, shooting. shooting. I, no, you're, you're right. They put it all together yeah. like, with, that, with the ball. And out of, out of, out of, out of, oh my god, shooting. But I'm saying like Dylan Brooks is not on the same level as Clan Steph. No, no, no. And so unfortunately, you know, if I had a Clan Steph on the team and and I can defer to them in like the last few seconds of the game, you know, I I can feel comfortable be saying like. They can go get the bucket, mm-hmm. and I and I'm not dissing on Dylan Brooks. I like Dylan Brooks. I, I watched him when he was at Oregon. Right. I like his toughness, and 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 sort of the uh, the you know intangibles that he could bring to your basketball team. Mm-hmm. But he he ain't no shooter like Clay or Steph. Right. And so if I'm John Morant, it's like yo, it either has to start and end by me, or you know it is what it is, because mm-hmm. either way, if 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 John Morant defers. And he defers to somebody else on the team, and they keep throwing up bricks in, in clutch moments. They gonna look at Jai, be like, Jai, what the hell are you doing, bro? Right, you the superstar. Mm-hmm. Go make the play. And I so, like, it's a it's a double edged sword. Up with, I heard it as I went to Beth, where I could hear you guys. The only thing he fucked up with was trying to avoid the contact and not taking the contact and getting to the free throw line. Okay, he tried to dip away from it. Yeah, instead of going into it. And yeah, you would have known right then and there if the league views him as a superstar, because <laughs> if he takes that contact and gets the foul, yeah, the league is basically saying we consider you a superstar. superstar. We're going to give you a game-changing call. Yeah, and I will say this: Grizzlies and six. Wow, I say I say Golden State and six. I think Grizzlies look nervous in game one, and once they settle down, I think it's I think they win like three out of four. Yeah, but we, I, I get what you're saying, but they 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 can't the refs can't do what they did with Draymond Green yesterday with, with that flagrant. I don't think that was a flagrant too. Yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't I didn't. Yeah, see I don't it. think that was a flagrant. Well, well, no, he went up and he did grab his jersey, but he tried to like like soften his fall, and I think it's only a flagrant too because he grabbed his jersey and was kind of quote unquote pulling him down. Well, I think it was like the way. Well, yeah, remember, up. Draymond will do dirty shit. And trying mm-hmm. to look like the good guy at the end of it. That's his mantra. That's his go-to. It's like, I'm going to fucking try to fuck you up, but I'm going to look like I'm helping you at the end. But meanwhile, I fucked up everything about your drive and your approach and while you're in midair, but I'm going to try to save you from hitting the ground hard. It's it's like the guy who robs the bank and then shows up to see what happens afterwards. Like he goes back to see like his own crime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, they always say that the criminals return to the scene of the crime. Like Draymond in the middle of the crime is trying to be the good guy. But no, you didn't fucking do that to begin with. You don't have to try to look good. <laughs> I, just, just me personally. I mean, we're all going to have different takes. I just think that, you know, Draymond plays rough. He does play tough. He has definitely a, a 80s mentality, early 90s of basketball mentality. And, you know, you can't have that type of playing style in this type of basketball area that we have now this yeah. space is not meant to be physical it's meant to be flashy finesse and you know it is what it is i just me personally i, I didn't think it was a flavor to kick him out that early in the game and 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 yet yeah. memphis still didn't win so that says more about golden state to me it shows that you can take one of your leaders like draymond green who is an energy guy a guy that's going to get rebounds, do the dirty plays, do the do the grunt work, mm-hmm. get on the floor to get the uh, uh, loose ball, uh, you know, pass, uh, guard the, uh, you know, guard the Jokic like he did in the last series, you know, uh, and and be the energy guy. And as you see him when he's leaving, he's still like, yeah, yeah, like 
dirty or not, I like guys like that on my team. I'd rather have them on my team to play against them. Right. You know, saying like Chris Paul. Chris Paul got some dirtiness in him. I'd rather have them on my team than play against them because they add a different type of element that you can't put on the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, the player got past him. And he knew he had to try to stop the bucket. So I think in his mind, his attention was to hard follow. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying. Oh, yeah. He was he was definitely going to hard follow. He was trying to hard follow. <laughs> yeah, he was going to hard follow. But I guess he realized, well, damn, if I like pull that. him down, yeah. that's going to hurt him. Yeah. So he tried to catch him. Let me him. help him. Yeah. He tried to catch him and set him down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to me, if you look at flagrants, you know, one, two, whatever, still more intent- breaking news, too. Uh, intent has to play a part of that. I got you. And I think his intent was not to hurt him. And see, that's the thing. You can't measure intent on camera. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to me, it didn't look like that. But go ahead with your breaking news. The NFL announces that it could not substantiate the claims made by former Browns head coach Hugh Jackson regarding tanking. That's fine. Well, we knew that. That's fine. We he, knew that. He he, he sounded like he yeah, didn't have. needed official following a 60-day independent review yeah. of the comments made. Uh, Cause they didn't come. They didn't come. Plus, they didn't come out directly and said it. Yeah. So he, 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 some of his shit he was saying was kind of. Yeah. It's like it's like one of those things. Like it was it was like implied but not said. So how can you really investigate that, approve or substantiate an implied statement? Hey, and and Matt just answer your question. If it's if it's not Draymond, I don't, to be honest, I don't think they they at least call it a flagrant one. Yeah. But just because he's Draymond Green, he has, you know, reputation. he does have his he reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's 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 the it's the Rasheed Wallace reputation. Right. It, it comes with some stuff, and so you know it is what it is. Um, real quick, because uh, because we're at that two hour mark. Um, big blow to the 76ers, and B's going to miss some time in the series. Um, do 76ers have a chance? No. Okay. Nick? Oh, are you telling me that the curse of James Harden is exposing itself? Oh, no. I'm shocked. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> you know, people talking about something James Harden needs to step up. James Harden showed you what he is. Yeah, He's not stepping up. He's not doing he nothing. He's going to continue up. doing what he's doing. Now. The book been written on him. Right. The book has been written on him. He doesn't step up. That would be the qualities of a leader. No, no he, he steps, steps out. Side to the next <laughs> right. He right. steps but, out. I, I'm I with you, Nick. Let me ask Mel. I got a question for you about the NBA. Uh-huh. Um, if you were to rank the hot men on the Grizzlies, what order <laughs> would you put them in? Does Stephen Adams' ponytail do it for you, or are you? <laughs> I don't hey, know. Virtual high funny. five, bro. Virtual high five, bro. That was good. Give me virtual high five. Thank you. That was good. Back back about five, six minutes ago, you see me. I just start laughing to myself because you were talking serious. That's hilarious. That's when the joke popped into my head. Uh, so so looks like uh, I think we're all. <laughs> so I think all right. we're all in agreement. Um, seventy six have no chance. I gotta go to the store and meet the landlord, gentlemen. Okay, great job. Right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, all you right, good, everybody in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Peace. Bye, uh, bro. Suns and Mavericks. I think that might go seven. Oh, and I'll yes. I'll see you tonight. All right. I'm up for that tonight. She's already gone. I was getting ready to talk about you. Come on, go. Oh, I'm, I'm stupid. I sit there and listen for the first 10 seconds because I know you're about to be shy once I leave the screen. Look at the bottom. I'm still in the chat. Hey, they call me Pooh Shiesty. Pooh Shiesty. Go ahead. What you say um, Mavericks and Sons. I think it goes seven because yeah, if, if Sons 
um, what they had to fight with with the Pelicans. Uh, I think uh, Dallas is they're going to put up about the same amount of fight, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, um, because the Mavericks. Um, if, well, well they got past Utah, and Luca didn't even play the first two games. What does it say about Utah? I'm done with Utah, bro. I, look, I, Rudy I've been, Gobert is Rudy Gobert, bro. I've been having that discussion with people in the, on the page. I'm like, yo, Rudy Gobert is, is Gobert overrated, still, bro. Is Gobert French for garbage? It must be. He's overrated, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, he is. And he's a 200 million dollar max contract guy. Yeah. And I don't know I why you talking. Leaves. I think Mitchell leaves. Oh, if I'm Mitchell, I would get the hell out of there. I think, I think he's gone. Because why? Because why? Why would I stay with this you keep, dude? He keep over underachieving, especially with him. Overhyped, underachieved. Look, Rudy Gobert when he plays against Carnegie Towns, DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, the top centers in the league, he gets trounced. He looks like a deer in headlights. He he, he looks he looks soft as shit. Mm-hmm. And so everybody wants to say, "Oh, he's a defensive player of the year. He's you know all team defense and uh, rebounds and this and that." I'm like, so. Them stats don't mean shit because by the time he 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 goes against competition that is better than him, he disappears. He's soft as a Kristoff with his French ass. Hey, he turns Lane Harden. He don't step up. He steps to the side to against the better side. competition. To the side. Yeah, but look, that's our show today. The big homie Nick already took off. Um, I'm about to go meet up the fam with dinner. It's definitely child time over here uh, in North Carolina. But look, great show today. Episode 148 is in the books. Um, tune in tonight. I will be up for the... Uh, Wild Carmar, um, uh, the IOW Sports Late Night Owl Edition. Right, right. Uh, sounds like Big Nick might join me tonight. If you do, it is what it is. Um, but look, come check us out Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, episode 149. You will see. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you will see the next episode of IOW Sports. Right. So, on behalf of the big homie Nick Sean, the man to my left with the Grandmaster playing Detroit Mail. I am Wildcard Mar, and it's been real. Hey. Deuces.